What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight I have the bearded nerd with us. What's up, Zach? What's happening, Captain? Hey, so I was having a conversation with some of my GTTSC uh, compadres, some of my brethren in the trophy hunting uh, sphere, and more people are joining this rarity event that we have. Now, if you guys have been listening to the Loot Bros Podcast for any amount of time, you know that our good friend Gareth has been uh, hosting, sponsoring a trophy rarity event that will last through the year. And he's doing a ton of work in the background to make sure all this adds up. And with that being said, more and more people are joining. So the running joke is Zach. every time someone joins, <laughs> you have been demoted to <laughs> another position lower. So it's so funny because Rick goes, yep. And just like that, Zach is now 27th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's facts. Yep. So, uh, how are you doing tonight, brother? Uh, I would be remiss to say that if my PlayStation worked, I'd actually play it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You should fix that. That's a real big problem that you got there. Uh, I, you know, I had to, I had, to, I had to do pretty things like this. You know, see this thing right I'm here. Not like, oh, you got you oh, can do a shell swap nice. of a Game Boy oh, SP, but you can't turn on your PlayStation. Come I'm on, gonna, wait, wait, ready? Well, let me play the sound for you. That's a pretty sound. It's, my favorite, it's one of my favorite sounds. <laughs> you know what really makes my dingy tingle? The PlayStation, P, the PSP sound. When that turns on, mm. that's that's like mega nostalgia. It's like a shot in the arm. Uh, I'd rather have PS PS One sound. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's no PSP, but it's a good one. So, all right, we have Mister Starscream himself, the Maticon, in the house. How are you doing? Keep calling me Starscream, and I'll take over your show. <laughs> hey, you know Which what? I kind of did tonight when you consider all things. I came hey. up with the topic. I came up with the nice. guests. Nice, nice. It's nice to see someone showing a little ownership and a little putting a little skin in the game. You know what I'm saying? Well, I appreciate his name, Thomas. Thomas, you know, Thomas couldn't be here tonight, so I had to step up and give the cheap plugs and, and pops. Hey, you know what? My man has found his pocket. You know, uh, the late great theologian, Dr. Phil, said that all kids will find their role in the household. And if you think about our, our the Loot Bros cast as a house, sorry, right, I me being Papa Loot, and then you guys being my my little my offspring, as you will. Um, Thomas came in, and he's just like, I need a role. Boom, found it, and he is the the plug master. That dude is just plugging Thanks. everything. He's like walking around with flex seal, flex tape, and just every time, mm, mm, throwing it out there. So tonight I have to be the plug master because I have to go out there and plug Thomas's Hunter Houston ESG podcast, which you need to go out there and take care of. Right. Like, share, subscribe. And Kalai out there wanted us to give a shout out, and I have to scroll back 20 pages in our Discord chat, to Emiliano, her good friend in Italy. So Very nice. nice make to sure, have. give him some love when he joins up with the group. She paid handsomely for that shout out. So Emiliano, welcome to the fold. All right. So we have a couple guests tonight. Now, these two gentlemen, uh, one of them is better than the other, not because I know anything about them outside of where they live. So there's a hint of bias there. Uh, but I've been hearing a lot about these guys. Now, Matt, the Starscream himself, has been in our group for, I would guarantee, I would say easily a year talking about uh, your this website. And he's like, man, this channel three guys, you got to get on channel three. He's like, literally turn the dial on the TV to three, put in your RF adapter. You can play in the Nintendo. I promise you it works. And so he's been 
pitching you guys and what you do for a while. Uh, so I'm very excited to have you, and I'm thankful for Mr. Starscream for organizing this little uh, chat tonight. So we have in the house first from Channel 3, we have Dan. How are you doing? I'm terrified now that you said you're excited by this, and I really have to lower the expectations <laughs> immediately. But other than that, I'm, I'm good. I'm, my voice is working for the first time in a week. So okay. I, it, the timing is perfect. Hey, so you saved it for us is what you're saying. Yes. And put an incredible amount of steroids into my system to make it work. You know what? Here in the Loot Bros podcast, we're all about the steroids. However, you got to take them between your knuckles and your butt and in the veins, whatever. We No shame. <laughs> so, and then now your name is stuck in the, in the break on the white of your window seal, but it looks like it says Hector. Is that correct? It does say Hector because I had no. I was say I never know what I'm supposed to introduce myself as now because everyone I talk to is online and through gaming, so everyone calls me Ray online. But uh, you know, before, who the hell is Hector? I was saying before I, before I did any of this gaming stuff, I've, I've never had a nickname in my life. Like it was everybody called me Hector, and then all of a sudden one day I was Ray. So there you I go. Don't, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. There you go. I used to be Mudzilla. And then I realized that when people yell mud in a Xbox live party chat, I don't, it didn't cl- click in. So I changed my name from Mozilla to resident Daryl. And I'm like, well, I don't have a nickname either. Never had one in my life. I was like, so what would be, an, what, what, what could I, you know, game tag? I'm like, well, I like resident evil. My name's Daryl. Boom. It's literal magic. Been resident Daryl for like 25 years now. Not really. However long Xbox Live, uh, 2006. So maybe give it a year of being some weird gamer tag and then I changed it. So awesome, Hector or Ray. It's good to have you. I thought Ray was the name that was thrown in the chat before. I thought he said Dan and Ray. I'm sure it was. And so whenever I saw Hector pop up, I'm like, who is this imposter? I don't know you. That's my purse. I'm confused because currently he's drinking Coke out of a can. (laughs) <laughs> which normally maybe he does a diet Coke, but usually it's the Mexican Coke in the glass bottle. So I am uh, concerned that there is in fact an imposter named Hector who's taken over here. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a weird spot. I haven't gone to Costco. I'm actually going to visit Jersey up next week. So I'm all, I'm all out of glass bottles right now. He's got sleeves on. I'm what is sleeves. going on? Well, was, I had to wear my, I had to wear my, my favorite channel three shirt. This is probably my favorite one. There you go. The, there you the go. Wordle, the Wordle channel three shirt. Well, Hey, well, you know, when you're packing your bag for your trip to Jersey, remember to pack big gulp sodas and plenty of plastic bags and plastic straws. Take them out there. Start yourself a little side hustle. You will be a very wealthy man coming back because they're dying up there in Jersey. They'll buy all the trash in the world, but they won't use plastic bags. Craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So thank you, gentlemen, for coming on here and putting up with our nonsense. I promise you it will be a show full of crap. You will leave tonight dumber. You will have burnt brain cells you didn't know you had to spare. And you'll go, man, why did I waste my life with these jabronis over here? But Accurate. You'll be forever changed. I promise you that. So I, here we go. The way, oh, what were you going to say, Dan? I, I just say, I just can't wait because I've listened to the podcast. So now I have this thing that I've always been concerned about. If I ever met people from a podcast, I'm like too comfortable because I feel like I've heard too many interactions. So well, I can't I'm, wait to see how that goes. So you said you've listened to this podcast before? I, I have listened to this podcast. The other problem is that Matt told me to bring a broken glass bottle when the Starscream thing happened. So I smashed it. <laughs> Off mic and early. I don't know what I'm supposed to do from where I'm at, but he told me to come prepared for a fight, and I, I did. Uh, well, there you go. So, 
So the secret, Daryl, is Dan and I have been friends since college in 2001-ish, 2002. So he's got my back. Keep calling me Starscream. <laughs> I'm going to put him in connection with Hector Ray over there. We're going to yeah. find some uh, South South Carolina bumpkin to come after. First, hey, let's, let's do it. it. That's not hard. I haven't had a posse up in a few years. I don't know what's going Four on here, but Two, whatever. 2002 was fifth grade. I don't know what you're talking about college. 2002 was fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> He's another young and Zach. I say 2000. No, I'm not too. So it's okay. 2002. 2002 I was, was I was tongue kissing my wife. Whoa. Uh, I was Wait. I was in first grade actually. So I'm one year younger than you. Oh, there you go. Let me do some math here, some quick math. I've been in my since 2001. Yes. So, yeah, 2002, we yeah. were well past holding hands. You're we were old. kissing on the cheek. You're old. We understand. <laughs> That's right. Speaking Grandpa. of being old, let's get some caffeine in this system. All right, guys, this is the Loot Bros Podcast. Each and every week, we come together. We talk nonsense. We talk video games. Liquid Death is really good water, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, too. we come before every show and we toast to our Patreon producers. So I want to give a shout out and a nice little toast. Oh, you're not going to finish that yet. I'm just going to start it off. Hurry up. To our Patreon producers. I want to give a shout out to Sadik. My name is Mayo MZ Nitro and Sir Starscream himself. It is the Ender Phoenix. Thank you so much guys for all your support. And wait, 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 wait. I did want to give a special, wait, get a little, extra for worldwide franchise jimmy ryan fighting the good fight showing the ftc and oh lion crying phil spencer who the ball says let's go well, so it's why is it spicy that's not real good hey matt's uh okay there you go you, you scared me a little bit you started to turn a little bit of a reverse flash you got a little blurry face right there i thought you were gonna start you know speaking in tongues or something weird all right so we're gonna do guys before we get into the show proper, is we're going to go around and talk about the games and the things that we've been playing. We're going to start with our guests, okay, so you guys can tell us a little about what you've been playing, what you've been doing, what you've been reading. You can totally make something up that is completely so far-fetched. I'll never know the difference, So, but we'll start with Dan. What you been up to, brother? So, Tears of the Kingdom... I'm not going to start a whole All right, let's go here. on to Hector. I'm, I'm, kidding. Not, I'm, <laughs> kidding. I'm not prepared for this. I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, but listen... Um, I, I thought I was going for the end game. I was going to say that much. I thought I was going to Hyrule Castle. I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this thing. Let's go. I've got to get ready for... There's too many games in the backlog. Too many games coming out here. I don't want to deal with any backlog challenge with you guys. I, I don't Ooh. have time for that. But And then I found out that much like there has been this entire game, there's an entire extra end game that I didn't expect. So working through that, I'm working my way through uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Either I'm playing the Switch or I'm playing the PlayStation trying to keep myself to one game at a time right now. That's right. Hard. We do a lot of fall guys. We do a lot of uh, uh, Fortnite. We do some of that stuff kind of with the, the group smash brothers, stuff like that. But right now those are my two primary games. Zelda. I'm, I'm making my push for the end game just so I can finish it. I could play that game for another 300 hours probably and never finish it. But uh, otherwise I'm trying to get the, get the horizons in. Cause they, uh, I feel like they get lost in the wake. Every time they release a Horizon game or they release a DLC for it, some other massive update comes out to to elbow it, and that game deserves more attention than it gets. So I'm I'm here to just push for Horizon while I'm at it. I agree. If if worldwide franchise Jimmy Ryan is doing anything wrong, it's allowing Horizon to be overshadowed by other games that are clearly inferior. They've really got to look at the release schedule if they do a third one. 
That's all it comes down to. Whatever yeah. it is, bump it six months. They they can't they can't keep getting trounced like this. It, Games are too go good up, to get left behind. It'll go up against Elden Ring's DLC. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, or Elden Ring two, <laughs> something crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I, I gotta say, no one's perfect, right? And here on Loot Roast Podcast, we are fair, we're balanced, we are right down the line. No BS. <clears throat> we don't play no oh, favorites, geez. no bias so here. All right, but you know what, Jimmy Ryan, where you could do better, you could take better. So what if they're twenty million units? I mean, you could be twenty five million if you didn't have it behind Zelda. That's all I'm saying. So. Awesome, Dan. Well, I'm sad that you're playing Nintendo, but I'm glad that you're playing PlayStation. Again, fair and balanced, right in the middle. Don't, uh-huh. don't let them talk down to you, Dan. <laughs> uh, I, listen, I'm just waiting for the discussion later because that's where the, the gloves come off. There you go. There you go. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've been playing a little bit of Nintendo myself. So <clears throat> don't worry. I got you. You've been games. playing with your Nintendo? What? Yeah. Nintendo, don't test me, brother. All right. So, Hector, <laughs> Mr. Ray, how are you doing and what have you been playing? I think I'm on the same spot that Dan is in Tears of the Kingdom, actually. He mentioned he mentioned that extra end game, and I'm pretty sure I got caught in the same spot thinking, oh, this is the end of the game. It's like, no, you need to leave and then come back again later. And so I'm, I'm trying to get through that and trying to stick with one game per system. So I'm on the Tears of the Kingdom for my Switch. I'm still playing Hogwarts on my PC. I mean, it should have been finished by now, but every, every time I go to play, I, I end up playing Fortnite again or some other multiplayer game because I'm on and I just want to play on night and chat with people I'm playing. Uh, the there was a beta that I played though, X Defiant. I was a oh, big, so I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of it. You know, I haven't been playing Call of Duty. I turned on Warzone once or twice. I just don't love it. But I played X Defiant. I was I had a really good time with it. So I'm waiting for that. To come I hear out. that's much better than it has any right to be. X Defiant is so good. It's it free to play team shooter. That's a terrible name. But I'm glad. It's Ubisoft. Ubisoft has terrible yeah, names. Yes. <laughs> so, wasn't it at one point in time a Tom Clancy spin all over the Tom Clancy? It was it Tom was, Clancy's X Defiant originally, then they yeah. dropped that. Yeah. But they kept I, the characters, so. I kind of like the Tom Clancy's X Defiant a little bit better, I guess, but maybe not. I mean, I'm in Listen, a the a man's m- been dead for like a decade. Stop dragging his name out and throwing it. They're still releasing books saying Tom Clancy's. Jack Ryan Jr. and he's been dead for yeah, over a decade. Yeah. Like, let, let the man rest, okay? Uh, Tom rest Clancy's got, I, I like it. I see Tom Clancy immediately. I zone in. I'm like, hey, I know, I recognize that, and I like old Mr. Clancy stuff. Don't like the chips. Clancy chips, not good. Tom Clancy books, they're good though. So, all right. Is there any, anything else from you, Hector? You got anything else you want to surprise us with? One day I'll finish the Kingdom Hearts games but I have them on the switch and I end up playing some other first party Nintendo game instead. And I, I never get to them. That's, I get that. That's, that's my big failure. No, yeah, well, I've we got two to go. Our flaws. I've got a two to go. So, all right, let's go. Mm, all hail the builder, bearded nerd. I was going to say, star I, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so by day I have been playing Diablo four and by night I've been playing Pokemon Emerald again. Um, yeah, I know it's a, it's a weird combination. <laughs> so, um, I picked up the Game Boy Advance and then I was browsing through this new place that everyone's raving about called Timu that actually, it's like wish, but actually has quality products. So I picked up a couple of repro carts. I know naughty, naughty. Um, and I was like, I have to have this. I was like, I'm not paying $120 for a copy of Pokemon Emerald. It's just not happening. I'm sorry. Um, so Diablo four pushing in game. I already finished the the story. Uh, pretty much just grinding out levels at this point. 
so I can kill the Echo of Lilith in World Tier Four, and then in game, and then in Emerald, I I, I just started a couple days ago, so not too too terribly far in. Just been playing it for like thirty minutes before I go to sleep. Starter. Uh, start Trico. You're dead to me. I like Tor- I like Torchic, but that's that's who I know that's why I normally pick. And I and, and I wanted to kind of get outside of that norm. Why you pick please don't tell me you picked Mudkip. No, no. Okay. Firestarters all day, every day. It doesn't matter how many times I've re- you, I've played a game. Did you have to ask? Good soldier. Bro. Any uh any tragic Diablo 4 hardcore and death stories? Man. That's it, man. Uh so my we spent three hours trying to uh trying to kill Elias the first time. Um, because I have, I have a buddy that's at 67 and then we had another buddy that's at, uh, is at 69. So we were going in to beat Elias so we could push world tier four. And, um, it took us three hours just, just to beat Elias to unlock world tier four. It was, it, it was annoying. I got in at like 1am and I was like, looked at the clock over and I was like, Oh shit, it's four thirty in the morning. We wasted so much gold and since potions and stuff like that. And we were just cussing it. I'm sitting here. Like, I think I was only 56 when we tried doing it. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I was only 56. So I was just like, Doop, one tap, Doop, one tap. I was just like, oh, I'm pretty much useless here, guys. I don't know why we brought me into this dungeon for four hours, but I, it's been uh no, but I enjoyed the game. I am enjoying grinding a game. That's not like, like a shooter where it's competitive and you, it makes you feel really bad because you know, I'm 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 good old like old man Paul that just wants to get off of work and play some Call of Duty instead of get instead of getting shit on by a 14 year old. And so it's, it's been nice playing a game that I it, I can play fun ish. Hmm. Interesting. All right, well then I'll bring up the rear with a laundry list of games. So we were eliminated uh, this past. We're recording on a Thursday. We were eliminated Monday morning, uh, late Sunday evening. Yeah. And uh, the GTTSC trivia hunting competition, we made it through uh, to the quarterfinals. We were week 13 and it got freaking nasty. Now I did in the beginning, I think of the last episode, I did do a little blurb about that. So I won't bore everybody with our trophy hunting woes, but uh, played a ton of fun games. Uh, some of them, <clears throat> I am very excited to get back to one of which being Killzone Liberation. Killzone Liberation has just been added to the PlayStation Plus premium service. This is the Killzone PSP game that now has been up and given a trophy list. And it is awesome. It is a super fun game. I don't know if anybody's ever played it before. I'm a huge PSP nerd and playing that on my PSP go with these giant hands and the little baby keyboard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's where <laughs> I played it. Um, I own it on PSP proper, but playing it on the PlayStation, is just, it's so good. I freaking love that game. Um, let's see. I've been playing a little bit of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We did our, you know, game club on it last week. So if you're listening to the episode today and you haven't listened to the episode before we did a game club uh, and our backlog beatdown kind of halfway review of kind of where we're at um, that game. It, it's wasn't my favorite. You guys all seem to really, See, there was a beatdown on that game by you last week from what I had heard a little bit, a little bit, but you know what though? I've gone back to it since after listening to everyone talk about how the ending is really good and how the boss fights at the end are really good. 
I've decided I'm going to push through and I will continue the game, even though I wasn't loving it. But I do think, and I, I, I tried to make note of this, the circumstances maybe weren't the best. You know, I was pressed for trophies, pressed for time. You know, each week we had to get a certain amount of score. And here I am getting lost in this endless loop of, uh, of a trash map. So I'm going to give it, hey, I got nothing holding me back now. So I'm going to give it a fresh, you know, fresh go. Uh, played some AEW Fight Forever. Have you guys played AEW yet? I have not. We've had people on our site kind of pushing for this one. I heard some of the conversation from last week's episode. And, and the the push for the Switch in this conversation has particularly caught my attention. So I'm, I'm curious to hear more. So I, I, uh, I said, I believe, last episode that I was going to wait. And I was going to thrift slash resell my way to buying the, the game on console and on the switch. I watched a uh, video on YouTube. There's a YouTuber called Mr. Rightway that I enjoy. Super, super awesome, pleasant guy. Uh, just, he loves games. He's always out hunting games. If you're, if you're looking for just somebody with a good attitude, that's not out there just like, Oh, everything sucks. This game sucks. Uh, he's one of those types. That's just a really fun and wholesome, interesting dude to, to watch. He did a review for the PS5 and the Switch copy of the game and showing it off on the Switch. I was like, man, that looks really good for the Switch. And it'd be great to play some re- a good quality wrestling on the go, as well as having my full-on PlayStation console experience getting my trophies. Uh, so I said on the show last week that I was going to wait and thrift slash resell my way to getting the game. I was like, I'll do a video on it, whatever. And the next day we went and bought it. So uh, I decided, I was actually speaking with my youngest. I was like, wait a second. It's Noah's birthday on Saturday. I was like, we need to get him a game. And I kind of, all the games I wanted to get him, I kind of told other family members, like, here, this is what he's interested in. This is what he wants. And so we're like, you know what he loves? He loves playing wrestling with us. So we went and bought AEW. <laughs> and we bought the PS4 version, so we get the free PS5 upgrade. So two trophy lists. So yes. Daryl, there's somebody in the corner staring at you. Mm-hmm. That's probably my nephew. He's there. They, they miss me. <laughs> I was like, all I see is like this ominous shadow in the in the in the reflection of the door, and I'm like, oh, he's a he's God. a nervous. That Zoom horror movie thing is so 2020. <laughs> <laughs> there was a they did a really good one out of it though. I don't remember what did, did you see it? Was it? it was there? It was, I can't remember what it's called. It was all on the right? Zoom screen. I know the one you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. They were all on calls and like stuff started happening in our house, and everybody was like, "Whoa, we don't believe you." And then it actually got really good. Did there's Careful, a, Ray's going to get upset. We don't do movie talk during video game podcasts. I'm sorry, Ray. <laughs> okay, well, then we'll bridge the gap with this one. There's a game called Nightbook that is a movie, choice-based, narrative-driven movie, essentially, that you, that you kind of work through. And it was kind of filmed and produced during the COVID times. So, like, it was all during Zoom calls. And horror stuff was happening, depending on your uh, decisions. It kind of branched out what scenes you saw or whatever. It's, it's a easy two, three hour platinum, uh, fun game and a good little story. I quite enjoyed that. Played it with my kids too. Uh, so it was, you know, it's, it's horror enough, suspenseful enough, but yet clean enough for the kids to see it too. Um, but yeah, so AEW, uh, found a, a loophole in my own logic, bought it, gave it to my son for a gift. So we all fired it up. We watched the money in the bank pay-per-view on one TV while playing AEW fight forever on the other. And it's fun. It is a little limited, a little basic compared to modern WWE games when it comes to match types and flexibility. It really does harken that old, you know, no mercy WCW NW revenge 
um, kind of energy as far as like there's a certain amount of match types. You really can't modify them a ton. The gameplay and the smoothness of the fun of the game is fun. Um, controls are a little funky. There is one glaring issue that drives me insane, and it's that when you are doing your signature moves, it's not controlled by like your triangle button, your Y button, or L1, R1, anything like that. It's your directional pad. So if you think about this, now this is a PS3 controller, so I don't, it's not the dual sense, but you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, you're used to hitting, you know what I'm saying? Most modern games, it's triangle for your finisher or your signature. You're playing now. Yeah, there you go. So, and then you got to go up, down, left, right for, for your signature. It just feels awkward. No, no, no. We, we don't, we don't do that here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Superior. superior yeah sure yeah yeah super superior with all those great games all right so <laughs> uh, but anyways playing a little bit of minecraft with the boys uh we knocked out dark souls 3 for the gttsc i got you zach i got you. yeah i know right. on, see and mine's a controller too mine's pretty it fits really nice in my hand it has the mousy clicky triggers i hold can i hold the switch yeah, one see, up too at the same time at, at two. power a all day <laughs> yeah. i have a power a elite one too by the way Somewhere. Other. So the Power A Titanfall c- controller that came out years ago, that thing was sweet. I had that one. My Power A cor- controller is for my Switch. It's in the lunar. I will say I have a lot of Power A controllers, all dead, or their cord went bad, and they're not universal. Like There's like a little groove in there, so most of your micro USBs won't fit for them. Just get one um, with a smaller head? Easy, easy. You, you, easy. We don't, we don't talk about small heads here. All right, so... Dark Souls 3, knocked out all three endings um, for the GTTSC. Uh, we beat Subnautica again, almost have the platinum on that one. I did the platinum in a game called Rush Hour Deluxe. This is a like a little puzzle game where you kind of almost have to m- maneuver everyone. It's like, I'm trying to think about, like, uh, you know how they have those like scramble puzzles where like there's an image and you have to like slide all the pieces over to make the image? Imagine doing that. These are car pieces, but the idea is the opening, right? Because you know how in those, those slide puzzles, there's always like one little that's square not. that's not used. The concept of this game is there. it's a parking lot. You're sliding all the cars around, and then the piece that's not used is an opening to get your car out. Um, played that. Not good. I did it for points. I did it for the platinum. I do not recommend this game. I don't even recommend this game to trophy hunters because if you don't follow a YouTube guide, it is... Very frustrating. It's not a good game. Don't play it. Don't buy it. Um, and then I'm doing a review for ProvingGamer.com right now, so I'm not going to talk about that one just yet. But yeah, that's kind of me. The only other thing I've been playing is uh, I've been playing my Vita. So I was going to we we have the Switch out in circulation. Uh, we we bought the Subnautica double pack on there, so we are technically using the Switch, but I'm not playing it personally. So I lied. I said I played Nintendo, but I didn't. <laughs> So yeah, that's us. And uh, I think this weekend, we're just going to focus on AEW. I think that's going to be the big push for the weekend. We're going to beat AEW. We're going to squeeze out as many trophies of that game as possible. Uh, the boys and I have already decided we will platinum that game, and it's it's fun. So if you're if you're on the fence about it, I'd say if you just like fun wrestling games, this is a fun one to get. So definitely give it a shake. Give it a try. So did you do 2K23 also or just the AEW? I didn't do 2K23 because I didn't finish 2K22 and I didn't like 2K20. See, that's what's kind of curious about where it stands up against the 2K. So my personal opinion is the 2K games have not been good. 
Uh, so I have a, a very large, I don't have every wrestling game, but I have a very large wrestling game collection. I have all the ones on Nintendo 64, several on the PlayStation. I don't have the old PS2 games anymore, but those are kind of like, I'm hunting for those currently. I've got, I believe I have every wrestling game on PS3 and most of them again on Xbox 360. Um, I have the ones on PSP. I like wrestling a lot. And I have most, you know, every, all the SmackDown versus Rawls and almost all of the 2K series. But I feel like it's weird how the ones that are good. So when you get into, we'll, we'll start with SmackDown versus Raw. 2007 is a masterpiece. 2008, 9, and 10, they so all good. have glaring flaws where they went one step forward, two steps back. A lot of times it's the controller change up. A lot of times it's the weird like stipulations and match types that they just made it a little more clunky, not better and smoother. Then you get 2011. In my opinion, SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 is one of the best wrestling games made since the No Mercy days. It controls really well. The match types are great. The uh, fluidity of the of the combat, you, you can reverse, you can in, interrupt moves being done. You can move your character as you're doing suplexes and stuff like that. Little quality life changes, but it all lined up to make a really great game. Then they almost like revamped the system of 2K 12 through 15. I honestly don't think any of them are good 12 through 15. The 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 mechanics they were trying, the submission systems, the kickout systems, I just thought they were all bad. I thought that they did a terrible job at what they were trying to do. 2015 came out. It was kind of like, all right, we're going to revamp things again. They got rid of a lot of the crap that made the gameplay slower and clunkier and less fun, but they arguably made a worse controlling game. And I feel like 2019 got pretty good. 2020 was super broken. And even though it played well once it was fixed and it had a really good campaign mode, it was so bad. Even after, even post patches, it's still not great. They skipped 21. 22 was decent. We all had a good time with 22, but like it wasn't love. You know what I'm saying? So then I looked at it. I'm like, I could buy 23 and I could be disappointed again. Or I could pivot. And I could buy AEW Fight Forever, and at least I know that the, the developer that made the game made some of my favorites. And in their in their uh, their I don't want to say scattershot approach because it seems like they were just kind of spraying for whatever. But in their field of view, they were keeping the great wrestling games, you know, No Mercy being one of them in in that idea. So. And I think it's good. I think it's fun. So I can't say how it stacks up against 2023 personally, but if you look at the history of these games, no one's come out and been like, guys, stop what you're doing. This is the one. As a matter of fact, it came out and then it's discounted heavily already. And every pay-per-view or you know, premium live event or whatever, they do a, a, a little ad and it's like, it's 30% off and it's the highest rated wrestling game currently or whatever. Their verbiage is weird there. It's a very marketing verbiage. It's not like, bro, know your role, shut your mouth. This is the greatest. It's just like, Hey, you should play our wrestling game because we need you to buy it. It's, it's just not, I don't know. That's just, that's just me though. So AW is where it's at currently. In my opinion. It's a, they're two completely different games though. They are. They are. One's more arcade. Yeah, exactly. And I would argue that getting a more arcade wrestling game is what we need right now. We need something that's just a look, just fun to play. I don't want me personally. I don't want a wrestling simulator. You know, when you get it, like these games are trying to be more and more realistic. I can do exploding barbed wire matches on AEW Five Forever. That's what I want to do. You know, what I want to do. You, I don't know if you guys remember. 
and I'm not trying to make this wrestling talk tonight, but hey, you know. But like you remember on WCW NWO versus the world on Nintendo 64 when you could get the, the, peak, the, peak the wrestling game, just so yes. we're clear. Like the, the 64s so was, where it ended for me because they peaked there, but okay. I do agree that I think that that run of games was just untouched. It, I mean, I think again, 2007, 2011 is the closest we've gotten, but No Mercy, in my opinion, is the king. And even then, it's a little buggier than WCW NWO versus the world. Either way, those games, if you handed me any one of them right now, WCW, uh, Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, I'm, I'm good. I'm like set for life good. We can play wrestling all day long. Um, but you remember when you could just pick a luchador and then you could run and you could dive over the top rope? It was like the first time we ever got to do that. It was amazing. And it's like that level of, oh my gosh, fun. That's kind of what we're doing with AEW right now. Like we're we're laughing, we're cutting up, and it's got like the block system and the reversal system is more of like a parry system. But it's it goes back to the the old school like L two was the black uh, block your grapples and then R two was block your your strikes and things like that. It's just got that older feel. Now it's L one R one in this one, but it, I don't know, man. It just it feels good. It feels nostalgic enough and fresh enough to where. This is going to be the Assassin's Creed to the Assassin's Creed 2 story. AEW Fight Forever is a good game. Just like Assassin's Creed is a good game. AEW Fight Forever 2, or Fight Even More, whatever they're going to call it, <laughs> is going to be great. You know, I feel like this isn't going to be an annualized, I could be wrong, but I feel like this isn't going to be this annualized franchise where you get minuscule upgrades and more downgrades you know, in my, because the problem is every time they put a wrestling game out, they revamp the control system. But me personally, if I was Mr. AEW, me and Mr. WWE, and I'm making these games, I'm like, hey, what does Call of Duty do? Does Call of Duty reinvent the wheel every single time? No, they give you the same game, they reskin it, they add one or two things here and there, and you buy it, you eat it up, you freaking love it, and then next year you wait for the next one. That's what wrestling games need to do. Come, you know, shooters have like basically essentially a default control setup now. You know, that's what we need with wrestling games. Give us something that works. Get, I want to pin. I want to submit. I want to slam. I want to taunt. I want to freaking dive through tables and then don't change it again. Add features, add rosters, do things, but like, like give us something that's set. Every game plays different. And during this GTTSC thing, we were playing a bunch of wrestling games. My son and I getting trophies, just kind of cleaning things up, but also playing wrestling. Cause that's what we like. And every time we put a new game in, it's like, oh, I got to freaking relearn how to play. Like it's dr dramatically different. So that's a lot to say. AEW's good, guys. You should check it out. Do you guys have like a righteous rant button to to tap on the end of that? Because that was a sorry, was a I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean for. I didn't know that was there. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Every dowel <laughs> speech is a righteous rant. So I'm getting political. So check it out. Here we go. I've been watching this show, guys, and I highly, 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 highly recommend the show. Okay, um, it is a Netflix series called The Designated Survivor. Have any of you guys ever heard of that? Kiefer Sutherland. That was the uh, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. on TV, yeah. Dude, that is so, so good. Like, it is so... I, I We rant, my wife and I don't typically watch TV. She watches a lot of TV, I don't. And usually when she puts something on, I think it's crap. And she's like, hey, this sounds like it's up your alley. It's political. There's, there's you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, let's let's watch it. We watched an episode. Guys, I'm freaking hooked. I am so hooked. This, game, this show is so good. And it's relatively clean. Like not a ton of sex and romance in it. Like not a ton of language. Like it's got, it, it, you guys ever watch a uh, prison break? 
Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, that's, no, that was a good show. That's about to say, that's a little before your time there, Zach. That's a little, <laughs> you might have been just a wee boy, a wee lad. Um, but no, Prison Break, there's something about Prison Break. The, the way it was filmed, the way the stories were told, the way it left the cliffhangers, it like, always kept me wanting to watch one more episode. The way it took a dive after season two. Wow. I liked, I liked wow, it all the way to the end. What a shot! He's not wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I disagree. <laughs> so I, we got I, out of prison. I, I don't feel. I don't feel strong <laughs> enough about it to fight for it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> so I will say, after season two, it wasn't as good. But like, they got out of prison, and then they went into another prison, and then they got out of that prison. So like, yeah, at some point in time, it's just like, well, we have to escalate so much to where. Before you know, it's gonna be like Jason X. We're gonna be in prison in space. You know what I'm saying? Like they had to. We back to, well, and they made that movie that was with Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, but I that, that that's the last show I watched that made me feel the way I feel right now. Where I like one more episode. I need one more. And and again, content wise, it's like surprisingly clean. And yet the storytelling is really good. The writing is really good. Like there's enough plot twists going on to where it's like interesting. Not like oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Because you know how that is, guys. Once you get like a plot twist, it's like, I didn't see that coming. That was really good. But then after like the seventh one, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm really sick of seeing this. You know, like, like come on, do something. They're just Enjoy the thing. first season because it starts to do that after that. Just uh-huh. kind of wrap it up at one. Oh, I'm so scared. Stop. Brace your expectations now. That's all I'm saying. Ah, well, it's it's really good. So I'm into it. But that, it, I guess that's where the rant's coming from because I'm watching all these great moving political speeches and, oh, we're going to put the country back together. Oh, we're going to do this. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, freaking feel that. I'm I'm believing this. I'm, I'm all about it. So definitely. You're just here to be the key for Sutherland of podcasting. That's all. You know what? Yeah, he was the goat in MGS5. Bringing it back to games. <laughs> I was wondering. I've actually been rehearsing that. I'm, I'm going to drop this little key for something that was great in Metal Gear and just wait for the crickets. So someone right now is riding down the road listening to this and they're screaming at their radio as they often do. They're like, oh my gosh, I freaking hate him. David Hater was so much better. All right. So guys, this is the Loot Bros Podcast. This is where we go to rant about wrestling and talk about how great Kiefer Sutherland is. So 24, great. Let's go. Twenty-four, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. That that was a show right there. You know what? I gotta watch that now. Like I've watched it before, but I've never like binged it. That's an escalating one. Every it goes from you know, oh, like we took the president, you know, now it's the country, now it's the, the world's gonna blow. <laughs> Every season's like, how do we make it like just a bigger problem to deal with in one day? It's you know what, and that's the that's a good thing and a bad thing because it's like. uh you know, like with comic books, it starts off so grounded and such great storytelling. And before you know, it's intergalactic, multidimensional. And what do we do? Huh? We just got to blow up the world and start over. <laughs> That's a reboot. You know, Mortal Kombat one. You see, you see, oh my God. you go back to video games. I got you. You see, look at there. We got, this is a very natural conversation we have going on. So, um, with that all being said, all right, let's do some community questions real fast. Let's wow. knock those out. Wow. What, what are you going to say? Matt, no. you're not playing anything this week. I Sorry, guess, buddy. you know, I, I'm used to oh, oh my God. Yeah, I, talk, I talk for like 40 minutes. Am I bad? Am I freaking bad, Starscream? Get it. Where's <laughs> your wrestling rant at, Matt? Make it quick. Uh, Dude, Matt, you were right. li- literally going over there rubbing your eyes like you're about to fall asleep. So you know what? My bad. My bad. Overstep. It's all good. You know, Daryl wanted to bring up the rear as he is off to do, mm-hmm. but I am here to reinforce the rear. So, uh... So someone got playing, hold uh, 
hooked up my VR system again, and I got these new little mounts for the desk that I attached my joystick and throttle to, and I got myself back into some Star Wars Squadrons. In VR, it's it's the way to play that game. I also started my own little Dark Souls 3 adventure as a pyromancer. Heard it was a little bit easier to go through the game as such. Then I also took advantage of the Steam sale. I picked up a game called Dredge, where you are a fisherman and weird stuff happens at night. And Isn't you that catch... a horror game? It, it kind of is, because during the day you catch fish normally and fish look normal. And at night, this fog rolls over the area. And the fish you capture are like grotesque and monsters. And if you're out there too long, you start hallucinating and seeing things. It's actually really freaking neat. I feel like I might have recently seen a trailer for that on like the Lad Bible or something. Yeah. It's a pretty it's, new game. It's only the last few months. So you probably. Yeah. Need. And it it's neat. And, you know, the, the art style is pretty cool. The fishing mechanic is very simple, but it's meant to be because you're going to be doing it over and over and over again. I uh, also picked up Inscription, that weird-ass ARG card game, which is mm, really neat. It is a weird one. And then uh, one yeah. of the Channel 3 mainstays, U Exorcist, was playing a game called Boo Men, which I was able to get in on stream tonight. And if you've played Phasmophobia, it's basically like kind of like a ghost hunting game, mm-hmm. but you're not ghost hunting. You're a burglar, and you have to sneak into houses and steal money, TVs, and everything, and the ghosts take exception to you stealing, so that's when they come after you. Oh, so awesome. it's it's a fun little four-player co-op game that uh, they introduced me to, and it was very fun to get in on. So yeah, Steam Sale definitely still going on for a couple more days. If uh, any of you PC players out there are interested, there is a whole slew of things that are pretty decently priced. So I want to I want to double back real quick to inscription. What do you think about that game? You said it was weird, but yeah. like, so it, I love card games and unfortunately the, the twist of the game kind of already was spoiled for me and I won't go to, into it here, but it starts off as a card game in this very pixelated stylized, uh, environment. And you know, you're, you're in a shack with this crazy man. He's making you play a game. And one of the cards is talking to you saying, this guy's crazy. You need to get out of here. And you're playing for your life. And it's fun because it's it's still a card game a la, you know, like Slay the Spire or Power Cord or Across the Obelisk. You get cards, you build your deck as you run through. And, you know, if you die, you start over and you have to go at it again. And evidently there's like three acts to the game. So I'm just starting off fresh and it's it's fun. I love the style. I love the presentation. And it was in a bundle with two other games called the hex. And you guys are going to hate me for this one called pony Island. Yeah, my man. (laughs) I I don't know, but it was actually cheaper to get the three pack than it was to buy inscription on its own. So I ended up picking that up. So I've played through some inscription with my son and my nephew. Matter of fact, that shadow that you were talking about, Zach, it caught me earlier because I was like, Um, he, he, like I say, he's a nervous pacer. So he's, he just paces all the time. And, um, so, uh, we do that theme song in inscription for that first map or the first world or whatever is really good. Like yeah. the soundtrack is really, really good. And the fact that you, if I remember correctly, you upgrade or you level up with using teeth. 
Like, are you so, barter yeah, with teeth? As you, you're playing for teeth basically, and as you do damage to the to the NPC, he throws his teeth on there. If he damages you, you throw your teeth on there, and that's how you determine who wins the matches. And I'm sure that comes into into a uh, yeah more significance later on. But it's it's you know they give you pliers that if you don't have enough teeth, you got to pull out your no, own. Pull them out, yeah. It's a very interesting game. I do remember when it goes from world one or level one or however they stage it to the next one, it takes a sharp dive in because it's a whole different art style, whole different soundtrack. Yep. Like the game has different rules. And then I don't remember if we, I know they beat it together without me on my son's profile, but when we were playing it together, we made it to level three but we didn't beat the game together because it gets really difficult. And I feel like level three, it gets back maybe four. I don't remember if there's three or four levels in it, but it gets, it kind of goes back to a little bit like the first one. Um, But that first one is really cool. Like if that whole game would have stayed in that art style, that, that, that tone and that really dope soundtrack they had going, it it was cool. It was cool. I don't know if you guys ever played uh, hunt the showdown. I've seen it. I've never actually loaded it up. So, um, matter of fact, Zach, you said you like Tarkov, right? Uh, Extraction style games? Yes, yeah. So, Hunt Showdown, I highly recommend. It's made by Crytek. It is a um, PvPvE game. I'm familiar with it. Extraction shooter. And surprisingly enough, it's been going around for a long time. But it's like, you know, the bayous of Louisiana. You're hunting monsters. And you really got to be careful when you fire your guns because it echoes and it's really loud. And then other teams can hear you and that can draw them to you. Therefore they'll kill you and try to take your loot. So you can't extract with it. And a lot of like old shanty medicine, man, kind of stuff happening going on. It's really freaking cool. But the best part is the, the main, the title screen music is so ominous and so creepy and really cool. It's like if Johnny cash, had like a, if you take like Johnny Cash and then the Halo Druid theme song and put it together with that, you know, ain't no grave can hold my body down kind of like feel, bro, it's dope. If you go to Spotify or YouTube, look up the Hunt Showdown uh, title screen theme song. It's friggin' dope. It's it's awesome. But that's what Inscription reminded me of because we, we turned it on and I'm, I'm working and, you know, you guys can't see it, but like I got my little work station command center. I got two screens here for editing and podcasting, and I got three screens here for mortgages. And then above me, I've got two screens uh, above me, and it's like we got the PS4 on one, the PS5 on the other. So what happens is the boys will come in here, and they'll be like, "Hey, Dad, we want to hang out." I'm like, "Well, I'm working." When I'm out on the phone, just you know, you can unmute the TV, and we'll, we'll you know interact, play games, whatever. Pass the controller to me when I got to make a call or I got to do something super important. I just weasel on into the command center. And so I missed part of that game, but I do remember the beginning being freaking awesome. And I think we just got it for PS plus premium as well, or extra, whatever inscription. So anyways, it's really good. I, I'm glad you played that one. Cause I thought that was a neat game, but that's one of those wild ones that I would have never played. My nephew actually was the one that, you know, he saw a YouTuber play. He, he told us about it and, uh, but that's like a weird, that's like, that's a, when you said weird card game, I'm like, bro, that's a, fr- I don't even know how to recommend it to anybody because just as soon as you start liking it, it changes. So. Yeah. I, I had paid close attention to it when it first came out and all the reviewers and podcasters and everybody was talking about it. 
And I said, I, I kind of wanted to avoid it. So that way I avoided everything to do with it. Unfortunately, like you said, I, the second act kind of got spoiled for me and it threw me off for a while and I was waiting for it to go on a pretty decent discount for me to get. And this was enough for me to do it. Sweet. But uh, that's what I've been playing. So, you know, you earlier, you said you want to, let's get to some community questions. Yep. Let's do that. So I want to knock out some community questions. Uh, Zach, do you have Discord or Facebook brought up? Which one you want to go uh, for? I can pull a face, uh, Discord real quick. I got Facebook. All right, well, then I'll jump into the Facebook questions first while you do that, because this one is for Channel 3. Kalai writes in, she says, question for Channel 3. Do you believe that Skyrim is the best game ever? Don't, don't feel obligated to answer that. Do not entertain her, because... You know, the more you feed into her, her Todd Howardism, the more you become sucked in, you become a Todd Howardite. And I don't want that to happen to my new friends. Are you, are you saying this is like an entrapment plead our rights under the fifth situation? I would fully suggest that, sir. I think Skyrim is one of the the most resold games. Oh, right. So, you know, a lot of generations get to play the same game over and over and over again. I say that as somebody that plays Mario over and over again. So, so I, I don't have much of a leg to stand on that one. All right. So that's a no for those listening in the back. Just want to make sure you heard that. <laughs> it's a good game. It's a very good game. It was a good game like five times now too. <laughs> so for those of you listening who need to, maybe need a translator, he said no as well. Good game, not the best game. Check the recording. I don't think I said that. That'll be reserved for Resident Evil 2. So there you go. All right. Now, Kalai has a follow-up. She says, um, do you think that Zack Snyder is our Lord and Savior? Oh, that's a, uh, I'll jump that's in. a Dan no. question here. Yes. I'll jump in and say uh, no. Thank okay. You. So we got one yes. What about you, Hector? To be to be accurate, <laughs> Kalai, Kalai asked if Todd Howard is our Lord and Savior. Because we know Zack Snyder is not up to the task. He can't even make a good movie anymore. Bro, you know what? I saw some new screenshots from Rebel Moon come out. I don't know if you guys have been following. Listen, if you're talking, you're talking about the best trailer man in the business. Mm -hmm. The man knows how to make a trailer. Best cinematographer Uh, as well. I I just, I want to see something over three minutes that I'm entertained by. That's all. Mm. Well, let me tell you (laughs) about this masterpiece called Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's four hours of nonstop. And three hours of it are slow-mo shots of the Flash and Superman. Thank you. Oh my gosh. There was one random slow-mo shot of Maggie Q coming down the stairs, cocking her pistol uh, in, um, uh, designated survivor earlier and I said babe that's some Zack Snyder joke right there she goes uh-huh <laughs> uh, Hector so yes for you correct uh, yeah no, this would no okay good two yeses for that one alright so. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kamish that one's the goal John Tancredi said why would you relegate yourself to anything less than 60 frames at 1440p gentlemen We'll start with Dan. We'll go to Hector. We'll hit Matt and then the bearded nerd. He wants to, is this a resolution question? Do you, why would you really get yourself to anything less than that? He said, because I don't care. Me either. That's a, that's a banger right there. All right, Hector, what about you? Oh no, I care now. I just got, I just upgraded uh PC about a, a few weeks. It might be a month right now. That's oh, that's it, what it, it matters. Is. Let me say, once you see it, let me say, I'll, I'll do this. I played Rocket League. First time I played Rocket League was on the Switch. 
So I'm playing like 30 frames on a oh, TV no, and I'm, and it, let me tell you, and I, and I'm thinking, and people will send me like, why are you playing on that? I was like, well, that's all I have. And I'm like, and it looks fine. What are you guys talking about? Like, is this, like, it can't be that much better. And then I played just 60 frames and I said, oh, I can't, I understand. I was like, if I, I jump up, I can't, back, yeah. I can't go back. I mean, I, I swear the car doesn't move the same way. I mean, it's, it's weird. I'll say this. I'm not a PC guy. I actually do everything I can. And I go way out of my way to not play games on PC. Like it's, um, but I've played games at 60 frames with higher resolution and then going back and playing my Vita, going back and playing my PS3. It is so incredibly noticeable. Like I've been jumping between what game I forgot to mention earlier is horizon forbidden West. We jumped into that again, uh, started a brand new game. I think I was about eight ish hours in and my son really wanted us to play it together. Start to finish. And I was like, let's start a new game. Let's go. So we jump in. The game is so incredibly beautiful. It's so smooth. And then I go over here and I'm playing friggin' Iron Man on PS3. And I'm like, whoa. It's like stop motion, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It really does. I understand. Um, but I can't I can't be bothered. If I want to play a game, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it whatever fashion that I can. Um, so I get it. I see the because it's, I mean, it's, it's freaking noticeable. By the way, that's, that's one of the reasons why Nintendo does so well. Because they don't care. Because they don't care. And they make games that the, the right. games basically don't care either. And they look amazing. And yeah, I'm would, still, I can still play a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, absolutely. Right? They're good. They're just, and I would argue that if you make a good game and you optimize it for your system, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Ray, Ray and I have talked repeatedly about the fact that our minds are blown at I mean, everybody's talking about Tears of the Kingdom. Let's talk. Let's talk about Game X, okay? Fine. Let's just call it Game X if that makes everybody feel better. No, here. talk about it. Open but, world. But Nintendo. Game X, right? All these projections are coming out before the game is released. Like, there's no way this is coming out. Like three years ago, oh, no way this is coming out for the Switch. It's got to come out for the Switch too. There's no way the system can handle it. And it's a 16 gigabyte game. Like, it's crazy. It, it's, it's three it times like the size of what its predecessor is literally more than three times the size of its predecessor from a content perspective. And it's a 16 gigabyte card. And you've got these other Call of Duties that can't do something without having a 500 gigabyte download on day one. Crazy. Like, it's mind blowing. It, forget it. It, it. Whatever the game's going to be, what the game's going to be. Now, mm-hmm. you're talking about Ray's example of like Rocket League. I, I can't play Rocket League in, on the Switch to his point when I can play it on PS5 or PC. Yeah, if you're going to talk about that, absolutely. But I don't need a game to be, you know, 8K, 60 frames per second to be able to enjoy it. Breach. 60 frames? That's a little low. I'm, I'm sorry, 360, whatever you want to do. I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Look, we were promised 60 frame games on PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, all that. We, we still we can't get a 60 frame standard, though. I mean, come on. They were like, the PS5... Like the box says, it'll do 8K. I don't know what's doing 8K. Every everything coming out there beforehand, like what was it? Like every we keep going in like Alzheimer's patients, Gotham Knights, like 30 days before release. Oh, it's only going to play 30 frames. Like, and and every time they keep it calling. Oh my God, what's this going to happen? What are you surprised about? It's melting computers, and they Mm -hmm. can't do it on the system. It's just not going to happen, guys. Accept it. Here's the thing, and hang on. I'm sorry, man. I want to I want to put this out there because. I again GTT GTTSC. I'm, I'm gonna say it again. I've been playing these pinball games, these dollar ninety nine pinball games, 
and you get both stacks, the PS4 and PS5. They are as basic as, I mean, these are less than iPhone quality games. Okay. You play the PS4 version and it plays fine. A little buggy here and there. You play the PS5 version, it overheats my PS5. Tells me it's cool. It needs to cool off. I'm not kidding you. It, this ain't no graphics powerhouse. Meanwhile, it, Horizon Forbidden West plays no problem whatsoever. Exactly. Exactly. And it's all about optimization. It doesn't it, matter. It does not matter what you're doing under the hood if you don't know how to harness it. Take take Zelda versus Pokemon mm-hmm. and look what yeah. the Nintendo team brought out versus what the Pokemon company brought out. Same system, same size card, yep. and the Pokemon company knows that they can sell trash. That's the problem. Yep. Ready to bring heat, Matt. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Same for the Triftcast, Matt. All right, Zach. We know you're one of those PC master racists. Um, So for certain games, I I think it is an absolute necessity to play a game at a higher resolution and higher frames per second. I play games like Siege. I play games like Apex Legends and stuff like that. FPS and, 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 and image quality do matter in those situations. Um, but for me personally, like if I'm playing like a, like a campaign based game, like an RPG or something like that, that I'm just sitting back to relax and enjoy like Ghost of Tsushima 4k 30 makes it beautiful. So I, I, I really do think that those games look graphically better when you're playing it on a 4k television with that, that, that image quality in your eye and in, in your eyes do notice the difference between 1080 and 4k. There's a lot sharper image. Um, getting past 4k i don't know if our eyes are going to see past that like i don't know what 8k is going to really do for us unless it's a like 120 inch screen you know that's not like that's when it'll matter but it's not going to matter to the average homeowner that has a between a 50 and a 60 inch television that 8k isn't going where you're not going to see it your eyes will not perceive it at that small of a small of an image size you know who wanted 8k on that box Jimmy Broken Promises Ryan. No. Yeah. Franchise. I am kind, Jimmy Got Ryan. Numbered here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That that how's that PSVR2 acting out there? You, you go support that one, Daryl? I can't do VR. I get motion sick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you were any sort of Sony pony, you'd actually go out there and buy it just to support the system. The day is still young. I, I still have time. My son has been asking for it. As a matter of fact, he's saving his birthday money to buy a PS VR two right now. Ah, uh, good. Set him up early for disappointment. <laughs> this right here is a KYY portable monitor. Okay, USB C powered. All right, let me move my microphone. So you I know the feeling. Ah, yeah, <laughs> dude. These things right here are freaking beast. This is this is so amazing. I kid you not. Like I was testing consoles because I got a whole bunch of consoles the other day. I was down in my eBay room and I just plopped this bad boy up, put it on a stand, and I'm like, I can power it with the USB from the console. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. What's the resolution? Don't know. It looks good. Uh, it's it, it, most of them are 1080 by. I was like, what's 1080? I don't. They're need, they're all 1080. I don't need 4K. I don't need four thousand inches. Mine's this 1080 little, 60 hertz. Yeah, that's what this is. Then this little thing right here. This little tiny baby right here, it weighs as much as my phone. Yeah, <laughs> I can freaking my, put it in my lap and play games. Yep. I'll put this thing on a on a on a stand and put my PlayStation controller on it. Problem with mine is is uh is, is the biggest problem that monitors and other peripherals have is it needs a it needs certain drivers to work on the certain things. So yeah. Well, 
I have been using it to test consoles with just that little micro HDMI, and it is a beast. Oh, mine doesn't have a micro HDMI. Mine's just USB-C to USB-C. Oh, mine's got USB-C and micro HDMI, so I literally plugged it into the PS3. But then again, I can't complain very much. I got mine for $8 at a pen store, so. Booyah, that's what's up. So, all right, next question. I don't even know where we're at anymore. Oh, oh, I, have I answered? Matt, did yeah. you answer? You answered resolution? We, we did not answer, no. Matt, no. You need resolution, where you at? Well, I have to relegate myself to anything less than 60 frames and 1440p when playing on consoles because on Switch, I know what I'm getting. I know what the system advertises. However, Series X and PS5, they advertise 60 frames. Yeah, with the asterisks of, oh, 1080p. Um, Because any of these games coming out now, they're giving you either resolution mode or performance mode. And it sucks because... I'm the type that I need the frames, and that means I have to play at a lower resolution. I don't have that weakness on my PC. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't get trophies, so yeah, it doesn't matter. You yeah, bet? Steam achievements. Not get trophies, you want to bet? Steam achievement leaderboard doesn't even work. Come on. Hey, 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 Matt, what's the good thing about a PC, right? You can Nothing. play. You, you can, can do your taxes you, on it, I can that's play, literally it. I can play PlayStation Network. On, I can do taxes, or, 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 and I can do Zencaster. What's on my PC? I can even, play Xbox Game Pass on my PC. Even, I can Nintendo Switch games on my PC. Even better, I can do RetroArch on my PC, which <laughs> yep, lets me play old games. Everything. And they added trophies into them, Daryl. All right, I, I, I secede this argument. You are the victor. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I kid you not. So two weeks ago, my buddy and I were playing RetroArch, and we played Street Fighter and NBA Jam across the internet. Oh, he's on fire. It, this all works until you have that $500 hypothetical again. And somebody say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll spend five times as much and get the PC for it. That's the only problem. That's, uh... If oh I'm going to spend Lamborghini money, my thing better do what it's advertised <laughs> yeah fact. the the best is when you see people with these three and four or five thousand dollar rigs playing minecraft it's like <laughs> i play minecraft on my pc too mm, yeah i, play, I also played on i also played on my phone yeah i i don't care guys i personally i like uh i think resolution's cool you know um i think it mattered up until the xbox 360 ps3 after that i don't think it if a game runs good, you know, then I'm I uh, have a good time. Frame rate obviously leads a lot into that because games at running at smoother, more frames, it looks better, it feels better, it feels faster. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as long as the games work, I mean, I like you mentioned Gotham Knights earlier, Dan. I freaking love Gotham Knights. I that was the best seven out of ten I've ever played. I, was, I, I put almost seventy hours in that game, and I played. I did this the same bland combat loop over and over and over again and it it looked good it played great and it was like 30 frames never matter you know what i'm saying like didn't even matter i'd surprise i'd be surprised if dan and and hector remember this but there was a c3 question uh last year that joel put up and it was what's your uh 2023 gaming resolution and other people were like oh game more beat this game and i just put 1440p and joe was like all right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you guys know me. I still play on the PlayStation Vita. So, I mean, I can, resolution, frame rate. I'm lucky if the games I, even work. 
tell tell me what the resolution is on my Game Gear. I can't tell you. Exactly. Yeah. I, I was, someone in one of one of the Vita groups that I'm a part 80. of, someone posted Resident Evil Two, or excuse me, Resident Evil Revelations Two in there, and they're like, "I'm so thrilled to have this." I'm like, "Yeah, I have it too." And you know what? It it barely runs. I'm talking. We're getting sub ten frames in certain sequences of that game. Like it is, it is so bad. And I'm like. It looks like crap. They took a lot of the textures out to make it run. It exists. And that's about my standard. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> uh, all right. Did everybody get a chance on that one? We we, we feeling yep. good? Yep. All right, JT. Come back to the uh, dark side. All right. Our good friend over at the PlayStation Collectors Podcast, Will, writes in and he says, what is everyone on the panel wearing? And please go into detail. Thank you. Starting with you, Dan. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm actually decked out in Channel Three gear because it's comfortable. Uh, so I've got the, the the site officially went to alpha as it went uh, July first for its official one year anniversary. So uh, we had we had purple shirts made since everything kind of went to a purple theme, but you can't tell because there's black writing, so you can't get the black writing on anymore. But uh, mm. nice little little Channel Three hat, and then uh, a pair of jeans and some like middle aged man Skechers. Do I have to go that far? Like, do we want to know? Uh, you said in good? detail. Yeah, okay. Uh, some middle-aged man sketchers. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Nice. Okay. Boxers briefs. Uh boxers. Yeah. Okay, there we go. See, there you go. Perfect. All right. Nice. Uh, see, I have a problem here. Dan, Dan, you're you're home right now, right? What what where I, I want to know where this is going. Why why do you have shoes on inside your house? Because this I may little, live no, in Western little, Pennsylvania, but I still wear my shoes. Okay, not in, not in. Hey, wait! You said you were in jeans. Yeah. Right. No, you don't wear jeans at home. Jeans no. are not comfortable. Yes, they the, are. The second you're you not walk, getting the right jeans. The second you walk through the door, your jeans actually should come off as you I walk agree with through that. the door. You shouldn't even have to do anything. It should just naturally they just, just fall, kind of fall slide down as you go. <laughs> I'm you're actually surprised. Jeans, you're, I'm surprised you're wearing pants at all on a podcast. That's it right. seems like it's against the rules. I've got the Channel Three hat. I got the same hat Dan has. Nice. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing the exclusive black Channel Three uh, purple shirt. It's only three of those made because we realized that the black lettering is not very good. But now we limited edition. I have the. <laughs> I've got the Wordle shirt on that guesses a bunch of words and ends up with Mario at the end. I got some, I got some shorts on, and that's it. Ah, we got a commando in the house. All right, Starscream. I got uh, gray cargos on because they're comfy, unlike jeans. It's true. (laughs) This is true. Continue. And I am wearing my Cutthroat Games 2018 shirt. Cutthroat Games is a event my friend Steve throws where everybody goes over to a location and we hold tournaments with various games where you earn points and points get you prizes and uh, it's been a while since we've had one but that's what Cutthroat Games is and he made shirts to commemorate the occasion and they are damn comfy one of my favorite shirts I swear not gonna lie it wouldn't surprise me if that's a deep throat well we won't know because the microphone's in the way all we see is throat games all we see is titty Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, Zach. I am wearing a white basketball shorts, boxer briefs because I like the combo, uh, barefooted 
and a shirt that says awesome dads have tattoos and beards. Facts. Accurate. Nice. Very you know, good. it's funny. Daryl says facts, but he doesn't have any tattoos. He hasn't, he, he hasn't put any art on his body. Didn't say I was an awesome dad either. Well, we, we all know that's not true. <laughs> I don't need tattoos, baby. All right. So check it out. Will. I'm going to lean in real close for this one. I am wearing a very fitted. <laughs> Matt's like, oh, I got to get that out of my ear. <laughs> uh, I am rocking actually the old William Strength weightlifting uh, muscle tee. Yeah. Uh, draw, uh, you, we don't wear pants in this house. All right. First off, as soon as you walk in the door, whoosh, they fall off. Even if you're a guest, so I do apologize to all the guests that come over and lose their shorts. It is what it is. Uh, we rock um, athletic wear in the house. You know, you have to be comfortable. You have to be able to stretch. You never know out of nowhere. One of the random mini golden retrievers in the house might attack you. Last thing you want to do is rustle around in your jeans or you're getting mauled by a dog. So, um, and then the Shih Tzu, he will take you to your knees. So uh, we rock uh, sweat shorts in this house, boxer briefs. Okay. Got to protect the McNuggets and Puma socks. All right. We don't, F around with no fake bullcrap socks, Puma socks, exclusively for all the males in the house. All right. All the lady males, they can wear whatever they want. They're ladies. It's fine. All right. Next question. That was a good one, Will. You keep the heat coming. All right. Uh, Dr. Deuce writes in. He says, in your opinion, what is the best wrestler song and why is it the game? Very fitting question. Wait, how is it not I'm a real American? Wait. It peaked that I'm a real American. That's it. I, I don't know about uh, peaked. You know, there's there's a lot of bangers that came out after I'm a real American. As a matter of fact, when the real American decided he was going to join the NWO, that we're getting into some real peakage there. Attitude Era was still hands down one of the best. It was the best era. As a matter of fact, I don't care what Joe says. Attitude Era was when wrestling. It's absolute best. Mm, I like the Ruthless Aggression Era better. Sorry. Well, that's because you were a baby and you don't really understand the gravity of the Attitude Era. Because I'm an 80s baby. I came from Bread the Hitman Heart and Hulkamania. You know, I I saw the greats in their prime. Hey, hey. Daryl put together his own barbed wire bat. Do you know how hard that was? I jumped off my own house. My backyard wrestling became a thing. Who do you think is that person flying across the yard in the pictures? You guys have no idea what that did to folding table business for those of you who were under 35. <laughs> I, I understand the impact. Supply and demand was out of control. <laughs> I, had, I understand the impact the Atatera had that uh, allowed Kurt Angle to, to rule the show a little bit with his aggression. Dude. That's, you, that's, 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 kind of, that's kind of where I entered. Kurt, Kurt Angle running the show. John Cena just showing up. That was... That was a that good was time. Really was right there. When Listen, Kurt the Angle, 90s local moms were out there, like news channels were putting stories out there. They were hiding folding tables and chairs, locking them in basements, keeping them away from kids. You guys had no idea what this was like. Dude, one of the kids in my AP English class got a stone cold stunner in the back of the classroom and it dislocated his jaw. All right. <laughs> Sweet chin music. We were hearing them claps everywhere. Like it wasn't. See, nowadays you hear clapping in school. You're like, oh, no, it's a gun. No, no. When I was in school, oh you heard that clap. God. Somebody just took a we boot to the canceled. face. <laughs> we, had, that's, we just got canceled. We had right. people walk in our hallways in high school with uh, with title belts. Right. And you, if you wrestle someone down the middle of the hallway, you got to take the belt. 
Dude, me and my other guitar player, Justin Joy, when we toured in Ninjaloo, we hung title belts from our amps. And when I could finally afford like a legit one, I had Mark Henry's ECW black and gray belt hanging from my freaking Mesa stack. belts they've ever made. Hey, you shut your mouth. That was the, the worst belt, belt they ever <laughs> made. Somebody no. gonna get the AK. No, first of all, the, the current title belts right now might be the worst belts they've ever no. made. Oh, those color-coded, coordinated ones? No, they changed uh, it. Did they no, no, that, it's, what, no, they got the, the black universal one now that was... Well, yeah, it's like a dingy yeah, gold. gold. That was one of the worst. We, we had seen. the blue, now we have the dingy gold. I, I, I really like the World Heavyweight Championship. It looks so good. It looks very reminiscent of the real belts from when I was in. It's so one. good, and and I and I'm and I'm glad they finally did re- did away with the red and blue color coded BS. So I'll take the black with with gold. Look, nothing it looks will be better than Jeff Hardy's Divas Championship from TNA. Thank you. Oof, that seemed like a deep cut. No one got that one. You guys, you guys oh, see no, Jeff Hardy when he became the the champion in TNA, and they made that weird looking belt that kind of looked like the Divas Championship from WWE. Don't make me hurt you. Google it, Matt. Swear to the Lord above, I'm gonna hurt you. Google it, Matt. Do you want to have like a side conversation while they're having this conversation at the same time? You know, <laughs> to go to bring it back to Jared's question, I personally. I'm a favorite of the uh, Attitude Era myself. And my man. And speaking as a Stone Cold fanatic, yes. coming from the Hawk Rock Cafe, Dan, after he won his championship, cracking two Cokes open to, to uh, crack a cold one, I am still hard-pressed to disagree that the game is not one of the best opening songs of all time. Metalingus? The Ed game is a good song. One. Hearing the the glass break for Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's iconic. I'll take Austin's original glass break theme over Disturbed's rendition of it. <laughs> the stupefied version. Oh god! I I was like, hey, what is this? No, go back to the old one. Yeah, I feel like we just had this conversation on the podcast recently, but I, there's a handful that stick out. Um, someone mentioned uh, Kurt Angle's Ruthless Aggression run. When he came out and his music hit, and it was the I Don't Suck version. <laughs> I don't suck. That was did you did, amazing. Did you like uh, John Cena coming out at the uh, at Money in the Bank and everyone was actually singing his song instead of Cena sucks? Yeah. <laughs> He was like, and y'all didn't say Cena sucks tonight. I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good pay per view. That, yeah. that bloodline. Nope, premium, live, pre- premium live event. Yeah, you're right. That yeah. we, we we gotta be we gotta be politically correct. Ple, now. nah, man, that was a good that was a good one. So I'll throw Randy Orton in there. That theme song, uh, voices, mm, voices, yeah, voices, yeah, rap theory. Yeah, what was uh, what was Edge's old music? I I literally just said it, Metalingus, Ultra yeah. Bridge. Yeah, that that is probably my favorite one out of the the ones we've listed so far. Honestly, mm. I'm I'm also gonna throw in Kane's um, Finger Eleven song, the Slow Chemical. Bro, I was about to say that. That's yeah. a banger. So that 2003 album for Finger Eleven, I was listening to that today on loop while I was working. That is one of my favorite albums of all time. That is such a good album. They were really in. I, I'm a huge Finger Eleven fan, and they really hit their stride with that song. Slow Chemical was such a good one. Um, I really like uh, Cody Rhodes' song "Kingdom" right now. Yeah, that's a really, really good song. Very good song to sing along to. Yes, oh, it, is. That. it is. That, that's another thing too. Wrestling's doing really good at getting things that the crowd can sing along with right now. 
By the way, this is the Channel 3 Loot Bros Wrestling Podcast tonight. Because yeah. clearly, Joe's going to be really upset he had to miss tonight. You're prepared for anything. <laughs> Joe, Joe's going to listen to the podcast and be like, I fucking hate all of you right now. Yeah. You wanted family time. Yeah. I can make it really millennial. I basically follow wrestling by watching TikToks that show up on my phone. You know right. what? That's, that's, I you, would you watch that Sanchez you. guy, that's don't you? I, follow along. I don't know who I, I, I couldn't even tell you who I do, but. I get the updates every week. TikTok tells me what happened. So I would make fun of you normally if this was anything else, but because wrestling is, there's so much of it and it's so hard to so consume, hard to consume, all, consume of it, all of it in a week. I do yeah. the same thing. I watch highlights and I am a lifelong hardcore wrestling fan, but it's just, there's too much to keep up with now. And I can't, I don't have the time to watch a three hour raw, um, a SmackDown. I don't have a three hour raw, two and a half hour NXT, yeah. AEW yeah. on Wednesdays, rampage yeah. on Friday, SmackDown on Fridays. We have, we have wrestling six days a week. Yep. All I know about Rhea Ripley is what I've seen on Facebook reels. Oh, mommy. Hey, that's mommy. <laughs> that mommy. Step on me, please. <laughs> Dude, she can play Lady Dimitrescu. If, uh, oh, yes. Is. So, all right, uh, Zach, take it, take it over, man. Then we're done with Facebook questions. Um, Metaling, uh probably one of the most iconic. It's just you know when you, and it really, really hit me when he returned at the Royal Rumble a couple years back when you heard you think you know me and i was like there ain't no way like just chills all the way up my up and down my arms like and i'm waiting for that same pop when randy orton returns from injury oh yeah because i know it's gonna happen especially because they like he left as a baby face with heel tendencies which is weird so randy orton should always be a heel yes he's i agree but yeah so he he was playing like his attitude was that of a heel but he he had the pop of a baby face and they Mm -hmm. they did it really really well and you know, like it's funny, like <laughs> so just thinking about he he should always be a heel. Somebody like uh sent out a tweet that said, Hey Randy, uh my kids got blah 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 and so, like uploaded a picture and he's like, The fuck are you tweeting me for? Go take your fucking kid to the doctor. <laughs> and like any like interviews you see with him, he look like he always seems pissed off, but you know he's not like mm-hmm. he's not that yep. way. That's a K man, he's stays in character. So that's like MJF, stuff. MJF on every freaking interview never breaks. MJF character. cusses too much. I don't. I just like. I want my yeah. wrestlers to be so good with their promos that they don't have to talk like he does. Like he's so vulgar, like for vulgar sake, not like Stone Cold Steve Austin who like when he when he dropped one or or, or the Rock when they dropped one, it was to accentuate whatever you know line there, like. The Rock could sit there and call someone a thong wearing hermaphrodite and get the same reaction <laughs> that MJF does, but he works so much harder for it. You know what I'm saying? Like The Rock was just spitting stuff. MJF's like, yeah. I don't know, what I mean, I took my kids to see TNA and I we really enjoyed it. I mean, it's TNA, sorry, uh, AEW. Um, and we really enjoyed it, but man, the language is real bad. I'm like, ah, dog, it's kind of hard to. <laughs> it's kind of hard to be like, yeah. By the way, don't say any of the things that he just said. As I'm cheering it on, so edgy, so edgy. Oh yeah, it, to me it's just like you can do better. You're just cussing a lot because the other guy isn't compensating. That's all. Mm-hmm. A little piece. I mean, I can't. I, I I can't complain right now. I'm really uh, honestly. La Knight's got the biggest pop for me right now, and I'm very upset that he uh, didn't win the Money in the Bank on Saturday. He, Let me talk to you. Yeah. Um. So. I want to like LA Knight 
and but, everyone's loving him right now. But you remember his run as Eli Drake and impact too, too much. <laughs> a little bit. Well, that, and it's also like, he is such a, he moves like stone cold, but yet talks like the rock. And it's just so much of each of them that I'm like, well, what, who was LA Knight? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is, what is yours? Well, uh, so you need to go back. He, he did an interview. Um, I think it's called, I think it's Blue Wire. And it was a really good interview. Kind of explained like how his character came to be and how he was in developmental 10 years ago with WWE at the PC and how that like his whole like, yeah, thing came to be, you know. Yeah. Really good interview. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I like the fact that people like him and he's got, he's got that look. He's got the movement. He, he has that it factor, but he hasn't won me over yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I want, Cody Rhodes right now. I don't want LA Knight personally. So, all right. What we got on Discord, Zach? Uh, well, all right. We'll start with Stalin. Um, if Zach is on, remind him we he was banking my Halo question on how he expects Infinite to revitalize Battle Royales when it can't revitalize its unfranchised. And um, so I'm banking on them changing it up and doing some different uh, some different things like weapon weapon system wise and stuff like that. I feel like that. They, they they have the opportunity to to make it like larger team based or you know kind of ex- expand the genre into their open world aspect like they did with their main ca- with their main campaign the the main story was really really good they've shit the bed on everything else though unfortunately and, and i mean I, and i'm the guy to say it i have cortana tattooed on my shit on, on my arm like on your poop on my arm here i'll give you a here here you go i show your titties and make you go doing 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 whoa um so that's me and then he writes to matt are you officially a host who can commit to each week i'm gonna answer this one very carefully because that's a loaded question because i feel like if i say yes suddenly i'm gonna have some pledge games coming my way um (laughs) Now, so obviously I had the discussion last week with the guys and saying that, you know, my new job makes it a lot easier for me to jump in when I can. And, uh, you know, as long as it isn't a Snyder cast or a wrestle cast every week, I have no problem jumping in. And, uh, yeah. Okay. If you want to pledge me something, bring it, go ahead. I'm all ears. Speaking of pledges, uh, Matt just knocked out a pledge for I'm a teenage um, oncologist. Exochronologist, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, Zach, you're getting ready to drop one for Streets of Road, correct? I am. No one one decided they want to join me, so we're doing it solo. Solo dolo. When do you want to record? I'll jump in with you. Have you played the game? No, but I can ask you questions. No, that's fair enough. Uh, Let's shoot shoot next week after show. Bamsis. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, What about you two gentlemen, Dan? Um, Good luck with that halo thing, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see how that works out. (laughs) I'm done. That's it. I'm out. Yeah. My man. Mike drop and leave. All right, Hector. Uh, I'll do the same thing. I I think halo multiplayer gameplay, like the way the game plays, I think it plays great. I think I'm still working on season two's battle pass because I just don't care about the, the outfits or he's like you unlocked and as a skin and i'm like oh cool i got a new color no it's only for your weapons it's not actually for your armor and so you know it's just i i play every week uh with the dad gaming so we have a 
group. We do a season and we play. So that's fun because I'm playing with other people. But just yep. that's not the game that I'm just I'm turning on. It's just there's just not enough there. And it sucks because I think the game plays really great. Yeah, uh, there, I have no qualms when it comes to the way the game plays or any of that. My qualms are with the content that they're pushing out. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's enough to keep me wanting to come back. I uh, played a lot of season one, enjoyed it, but I was also playing with people at the time. That was when the first game first came out and I had that opportunity. You know, everybody was like, oh, we're hot on Halo. Like, don't get me wrong. It plays well. But where's like, where's the content that we're looking for? Where's 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 the other maps that, you know, we, we should we should be seeing? Where is the the change up in game modes like they had in the five, which was fun, like like Fiesta in five is, is fantastic. I, I have five still downloaded just to play like Husky Raid and stuff like that the different game modes and like the individual rank playlists and the social playlist was super, super duper good. And that was like, like I said, that's the one thing they did go with five. They fucked up five's campaign, did good with the multiplayer. Now they did good with infinite's campaign and fucked up the multiplayer. Like, can we, can we have both? Hmm. I'm with you. My I have nothing, I have nothing more to add. That is, that is, <laughs> that is correct. My question would be, is three, four, three still in charged? Unfortunately. Yes. Then the answer is no. Although mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have really been following it, but a lot of three four three staff has been turned over. Yep, they a lot of them have either said, "Hey, I'm stepping down," or they just were like, "Yeah, stepping I'm down is the uh, politically correct way to fire someone in the gaming industry right now." <laughs> so yeah, three four three is getting their just desserts. They are being stripped down to a smaller and smaller studio. They should be. PlayStation, or excuse me, Xbox's flagship studio. They should be the GOAT. They have the best franchise, in my opinion, that has come from Xbox ever. I think that they, you know, you, you could accidentally make a good game by now, you know, as many as they've put out that have been just like drowning in issues. Like, come on, just, uh, I think it's time for someone else to do it. So and I, so jump in there. I, I honestly think, their approach to the way that they did infinite also had an effect on it. Had they released everything at the same time, I think it would have been a little more mm-hmm. uh, forgiving in everything. Like Zach said, the campaign was to my opinion was good. The multiplayer at the beginning was fun. If they added co-op to the campaign at the beginning and they had the fun multiplayer and the good Orange. story, I think it would have been more uh welcomed by the community the problem Mm -hmm. is is when they released everything piecemeal and we all said okay everything's kind of crap why why you did this so you could work on the pieces where is the where's where's the the quality (laughs) where's the rest of it because it's like hey wait we're gonna piecemeal this thing because we're going to be this is gonna be a live service game we're gonna be doing big content updates are we doing and it's like well no, nothing. Okay. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think they were they they changed the the battle uh, or the battle pass genre in, in in such a great way by you being able to go back and and work on your old battle passes. I think that's fantastic. The events they have are are completely free to play, and they allow you to get some exclusive content for free. You know, the all all like cool armor items and stuff aren't locked behind a paywall. Constantly, there are free ways to get it. And the fact that you can go back and grind out a battle pass if you really like it and you don't want to miss it, cool. Like that's, I, I think that's fantastic. You paid for it. You can, you can get the whole battle pass. You just have to play. But no one wants to fucking play. 
There's a problem there. Because you know yeah. what? When I was coming up, no one wanted to play anything but Halo. That was the yeah. goat. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as far as that goes, in my personal opinion, I think that uh, I think it's time to hand it to someone else. But you guys are in luck because very soon, Phil Spencer, just, Phil Spencer is going to step word. down. He's going to move out of the way. Bobby Kotick okay. is going to assume command and all of Xbox Studios will be Call of Duty Studios and it won't matter anymore because it's just going to be Call of Duty all the time. <laughs> oh, God. And then you're going to have the World War Zone 3 event where the Covenant come in and they're just going to incorporate it. Call of Duty will, uh, will consume Halo. Why do I feel like uh, that would actually be kind of fun? It probably would be, actually. I made it up literally as I was just talking, so who knows? Cut that, cut that, cut that, save it. <laughs> I, say, well, I, better, I better put my name on that one. So, yeah. Put it back in next? Uh, next is Diego writes in. He says, is it safe to say that Thomas now holds the record on the amount of random shout outs one can make? Easily. <laughs> and then uh, he also says, what was the best homemade meal you've ever made or have eaten? Daryl, let's start off with you. We cook in this house. Uh, my wife is a phenomenal cook, and we make a lot of meals. I would go with a default steak or some you know crazy cool stuff like that, but I'm actually going to throw something out there that's pretty wild. And I'm not saying it's the best ever, but this is the best meal I've ever had that's completely out of left field for me. My wife has been making um, dirty rice. Just gonna let that sit in for a minute. Oh, that's making Ray's nodding. Don't worry, Ray's nodding. Oh, no, I'm just, yeah, that'll work. So <laughs> but here's the so thing. So far, so good. It's risotto cauliflower rice mix with seasoned turkey meat. And instead of like chopped up like peas and carrots and stuff in, in the mix or whatever, whatever vegetable you like to throw in your rice, whatever, it's uh, chopped up asparagus. And it's amazing because it doesn't taste like any of those things. It literally just tastes like I'm getting some sort of like dirty rice mix it is it is phenomenal and i don't really like turkey meat because turkey meat if you've ever had ground turkey meat it's kind of dry it's really hard to make it not dry and i freaking hate cauliflower in all forms like i despise cauliflower so freaking much (laughs) like i like bella ramsey's face more than i like cauliflower wow that is oh my goodness (laughs) if i gotta put it into perspective for you guys all right but my wife made this makes this mix and like it is phenomenal. Like it is the it's just it's so good. It doesn't taste like anything that it is. And it doesn't taste like turkey meat, it tastes like sausage. It doesn't taste like cauliflower, it tastes like rice. Like it tastes so good. And so we've been doing this E2M program. Now we did take a little break. I might have put 26 pounds back on out of the 60 I lost. And so we're back on it now. And she just meal prepped 14 preps. And today I went and just pulled one out and I was like. This, I mean, this I've been eating every few days now, but it's, it's it's a banger. It's really really good. So I, it's completely out of left field for me, but it is one of the best meals currently I can have on this program, hands down. All right, Dan, what you got? Right, I've been debating because I, I am a I'm a pretty seasoned cook in the home, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for the sake of telling the story that um, my my wife is a very Italian heritage, you know, like a couple generations away i am not i am a genetic shotgun blast a couple of my relatives did 
you know, the ancestry DNA test, which I would never do, never give that to random places, but that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, that's good. Genetic shotgun blast. My, my grandmother is like 97% Irish, like more Irish than most Irish people are. But the rest of me, my grandfather came from, no one knows. He was adopted, like left on a step, whatever. So anyway, I just say all this to say, I go, you know, I meet my wife, very Italian family. Her grandmother, it's, it's that like everybody loves Raymond set up. Her grandmother lives out back of, the, of their house, like literally a fence separating them. Ray's shaking his head. He gets it. Um, so she would just cook for them, right? She would just make all their meals. They would just come over, cross the backyard, back and forth, whatever. Um, so I come along in the college days and she's never let anybody cook, whatever. I'm like, hey, you know, how do you make the meatballs? Fine. She comes. She should. No problem. My wife, her cousins, they've all been trying to figure out how to make this food for years. Never showed them anything. Shows me in very early on in our relationship how to make the meatballs. Perfectly copied them. So I make very authentic Italian meatballs. Maker sauce. I can hand make the pasta at this point. Uh, so I'm going to say I, I can steal my wife's family spaghetti and meatballs that none of her actual family was taught how to make, but was passed over to the uh, the guy of questionable descent. Uh, just because I actually knew how to function in a kitchen. And the only reason I knew how to function in a kitchen was because I didn't have her for a grandmother. So I was allowed to cook and learn how to do that stuff. All right, Matt, what you got for us? So I'm going to take both shots on this one in that I'm a big fan of when I make my brisket. Um, I bought myself a pellet smoker a couple of years ago because I can't have a actual decent size charcoal smoker and I want something that I can make briskets and the time and effort I put into it, I feel ends up being worth it. But the best I've ever eaten is one day I came home. My wife had made from scratch homemade chicken parm, breaded, tenderized everything with uh, authentic mozzarella cheese, not that store-bought shredded crap that you get out there. And probably one of the best things I had ever actually eaten that somebody made for me. That leaves you, Hector. All right. Well, you know, yep. you know, just back to back Italian food stories. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to triple down. Like, listen, I mean, you just throw me some pasta. Put red sauce on it if it's like the like a four cheese sauce. Put mozzarella sauce. So I'm, I'm going to give you a very non homemade, but it was like that was the meal I ate almost every day growing up. It's just you get a bag of goya white rice it gets cooked in this giant silver metal pot that abuela has that's the only pot that she ever makes rice in it's just, it's white rice like that's all up. that seasoning oh it. yeah that, that you know that pot doesn't get cleaned it just gets like cleared out and then the next <laughs> set of rice gets put in so it was that and then you took a can of vienna sausages open that up you heat you heat up a couple of vienna sausages you throw some ketchup on it and that was that was dinner on like a daily basis, like right. I, I'll, I'll go up. I'm gonna go up to Jersey. I'll see Abuela, and I'm she's gonna make that for me again. Like she's gonna make some rice, you heat up some sausages, like that. That was dinner growing up, many Dude, many nights. For so many years, we had something very similar to that. The only difference is we put a little chicken in there, <laughs> throw some some cream of mushroom or cream of chicken mm-hmm. in there, so it's like a bog. Oh, right. So, so I'll, I'll round it out. Uh, one of my favorite things, and I'm and, and I miss my grandmother very, very much. Um, was my nana? She's a very southern lady, you know. She same 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 way is she cooked everything 
like anything that had to do with like grease or anything in a in a cast iron pan and cast iron skillet everything she fried eggs in the in them suckers and she cooked the bacon in it so she cooked the bacon first and then she'd fry the eggs and then she in another pot she had grits going oh my god my i i cannot i can't match my grandmother's grits grits and eggs i can't find it anywhere else and and it sucks because i miss them and I it, that that was just like my favorite homemade breakfast. Every time I go over, Grandma, Nana, we have we have grits and eggs for breakfast. Yes, we are. And she always had grits and eggs. We had always had grits and eggs and bacon for breakfast. And then and then sometimes I'd get lucky and she does. Uh, she just made boiled peanuts too, fresh boiled peanuts. Oh man, that make me want to go home. I say, I'm freaking starving now, guys. Come on, right. is this where you call them out? Did you abandon the South? Is this where you get called out for that now too? Uh, so no, so <laughs> he wears his shame he, like a scarlet he, letter. <laughs> he, he 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 gives me a hard time. No, so uh, I joined. I, I graduated high school when I was sixteen years old, uh, and I joined the military as soon as I turned seventeen. So I got deployed and 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 sent out and stationed in California, and then deployed out to the Middle East and came back to California. I lived there for a couple of years after I got out. I got medically retired from the Marine Corps, and then uh, I met my wife out there, and her family's from California. Um, we stayed a couple of years after I got out and we, we, you know, we kind of looked at it like, eh, it's really expensive out here. We don't really like it that we don't really like it that much. The only thing that makes it worth it is the people that are here. You know, all the people are going to leave eventually. So we, uh, are both ironically, both of our best friends got married. So her best friend married my best friend, which is perfect. And then they moved out here because that's where her best friend's parents are originally from is in, is Missouri. And then when we were looking at moving places, we were like, okay, well, weighed the benefits. We, we only know one set of people. We don't know anyone else. Let's move somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I love it out here. Uh, Midwest is great. I, I like fishing, and there's about 55 million lakes around me. So, I'm, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm kind of a trader, but also, yeah, I don't really like my own family, and they live in South Carolina. So, yeah. the, 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 it's, it's, if I can stay away from them, we're good. So you left South Carolina. Strike one. <clears throat> doesn't play his playstation strike two and he plays pc you know what fine so, if, if, you, if you have a random hard drive sitting around i'll oh. put an operating system on it and you, you you know i'm still waiting on i'm still waiting on that you know what this is right here uh ps4 hard drive that you need to send me because this <laughs> because no so you so do you want to know what happens is i'll, I'll be in the middle is, is i've gotten trophies i'll be in the middle of playing a game and it'll randomly just cut the application every single game it doesn't matter if it's downloaded it doesn't matter if it's a disc it doesn't matter what it is it just well this is yours okay i still gotta send did, did you already send uh sync super mario bros mm-hmm. okay so i need to send you WWE? no 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 you don't need to send me anything oh no, she no, paid no, you no no no, no, Clyde, Clyde and I made a, a mega trade deal, guys. Okay, like, fair it enough. Was, it was, and I can't wait for her to get back from. Uh, was she in Italy right now? She's in. Yeah, she's just, she's strolling around Europe right now. Yeah, I can't wait for her to get back and open up her package. I do believe that she definitely like overdid it for me. Like, oh my gosh, I feel like I owe her the world because she threw so much stuff in this trade deal, way beyond what we had agreed on. Hey, all and, I'm saying is if you find any of these for cheap, any type of Game Boy for exist. cheap, th- buy them. Buy them. <laughs> I will, Look, I will, I'll there's give two you. things in this world that just cheap. It, they just Vita stuff ain't cheap and Game Boy stuff ain't cheap. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I'll get lucky around here and I'll see somebody that's selling like one for, or a Game Boy Color or, a game, or an original Game Boy for, for like 40 bucks, but there's always something that has to be done to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, But now I'm like... I kind of want to do those things to it. 
do it. Do the do the if you got that, that much, it makes it worth it. You get rid of those random lines. You just you know. Well, I do. Well, I do. I, I do cool stuff like this. And like I paint and stuff like that. That was a razor logo at one point. You know, I do, I do cool stuff like that. So I'm I'm, yep. I'm 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 artistic. Don't forget. Sorry, shameless plug real quick. If we get to a thousand subscribers on the YouTube uh, for the Loot Bros podcast, I will be giving away a free uh, custom. custom Loot Bros gaming mouse. Yep, it's dope too. Um, it's so funny. I have a race to a thousand on my YouTube channel as well, and we're getting we're getting there. So, um, yeah. All right. Is there any more community questions for uh, the Discord? Um. Oh, and how can I forget all hail Starscream? Ah, that's right. <laughs> we, 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 did we decide yet? I know we can't do that. That we can, we can do that. Are we doing we can do that. No, we can do that. No, oh. you can do that all day long. Go ahead, Daryl. <laughs> all hail Starscream. <laughs> there you go. All hail Starscream. Anytime Matt jumps in the room, we should just be waiting on him. So. All right, guys. So typically, this is where we get to this week's official topic. Now, what, 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 what? Man. So this week's official topic, we have the Channel 3 crew on. So what I want to do first, before we get into any cool conversations, is I want to give you guys a chance to really dig into what is Channel 3, why should we be involved in it, and how do we get involved in it? Fire. Go, Dan. I believe in you. I, I say I talk too much, but okay, it's gonna it's gonna be me. Well, think about everything you hate about the rest of social media, and uh, that that's Channel Three comes in. Channel Three is focused specifically on gaming, um, so it's a, a social platform. Joel Willis, who some people may have seen in various corners of the internet, there was a group called the Dad, uh, the Dad Gaming. He moved on from that last year, went and took his time and set up this website. So it's entirely independent. Uh, hit a year just now, but kind of started with. You know, we, we start Ray and I kind of joined up pre the official start date for everything. So back then it was kind of like a uh, like a Goodreads or a um, letterboxed kind of like a rating system almost for games. There's like a library. You can kind of rate your games, share about games, post content about games. Uh, now there's everything in there from weekly events. Ray and I run Fortnite, Fall Guys. There's Rocket League every Wednesday. We've got Marvel Snap, Marvel Snap events. We've got monthly events like uh, this month we're doing brawlhalla we've done smash brothers we've done uh mario golf we've done Fortnite. we've done all sorts of events on a monthly marbles basis on stream that was a big marble we marbles did a whole night of marbles on stream my first marbles on stream i ever played i won one round <laughs> <laughs> there you go um you know see so you rate you talk about games it's a a positive environment for it really as we've been going into um we do quarterly seasons, kind of like a, a battle pass system, almost effectively. Everything's gamified on channel three. That's probably where I should have started this out and had a better, better pitch. So Joel doesn't yell at me later for, come on, get the pitch right. He, not that he would do that at all um, as he's busy programming this entire website. But, you know, this basically takes the social media experience, focuses on games and gamifies it. So everything you do, you make a post, it gets a, a one up. We call that one up instead of likes. You get XP for it. Somebody respawns, that's what we call like a, a retweet or a reshare. You get XP for it. Uh, XP builds up. You get things for the site. Uh, every certain number of levels, there are wheel spins, whether you you know bought into, we have turbo users that kind of help uh, pay for the site and get some extra benefits. But even if you're not, uh, you, know, you get wheel spins every certain number of levels. So everything from like V-Bucks and eShop gift cards and things like that to 
uh, gear, t-shirts and whatnot. Prize wheel spins are out there for people. Um, we got those squad up events that are available. We've really been pushing groups as we've gotten into season five. So a lot of content creators are out there bringing uh, groups over to channel three themselves, creating quests and missions to build XP events on a weekly basis for their teams as well. So uh, getting a lot of content options that are available out there for everybody uh, at the same time uh, that's out there for a lot of that, but it's just kind of like an all around better platform. You don't have to worry about battling algorithms and seeing political nonsense and garbage and, uh, not having to worry about bots coming on and posting spam and garbage and nonsense. Uh, just a holistic, good place to see games. Matt's over there posting battle station updates. Uh, you got people out there posting like old gaming memorabilia. I, I got a bunch of activity today because I was out cleaning my basement and found uh, my Zelda, you know, Hyrule, uh, various Hyrule artwork books and Mario encyclopedias and things like that. And just posted a picture of that for fun. And uh, sharing content like that, but there's daily challenges that are available. Today was the seventh anniversary of Pokemon Go for anyone who's unfamiliar. So Oof. everybody who went out there and caught a Pokemon on Pokemon Go got bonus XP today. Uh, so just stuff we have related to gaming, right? What, what are you talking about? Challenges, things like that. Yeah, I, mean, I think we, we we can't we can't do this promo without mentioning Matt's poetry on the site. Um, <laughs> Matt, Matt's on the site daily. Every every game review he does, he does as a haiku. Which is all very entertaining to watch because they get really creative too. Um, some of them are like, "Just no way, there's no haiku for this game," and he puts them together. So that's a fun thing. And yeah, you're just you know you're in one place where you can post about a video game, and everyone there is interested in it because they're like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm here to talk about video games. I don't really want to talk about anything else. I want to you know have that escape." I feel like a lot of times we're not getting that escape anymore. You know, you might go to movies and you can't get that escape. Everything's got some angle to it. And so I think we're really pushing back to have that that place to escape, and everyone just gets together and has a good time. I think that's that's what the site's doing. And that's if you like, awesome. you know, if yeah, if you're streaming, you know, if you're streaming, you want to do content, it's very friendly towards that. We're very friendly towards you know promoting people to say, hey, I'm doing this, I'm streaming this, come check it out, and everyone everyone really gets together with one another, so it's a good time. It's organic, but not in your face either. Yeah. You know, people come on, they start talking about games. Then when you see they're streaming, like right now, if you go to channel3.gg, you can see we've got Twitch interfaces that are there. So you can see who's live right now on Twitch. Because frankly, I, I follow a bunch of people just to try and help wherever I can and lurk wherever I can on Twitch. But now I see people who are live on channel three and can just click on click on their Twitch activity uh, that's on there and pull their Twitches up uh, at the same time. We've, we've also got a podcast, uh, Ray and I do. Matt was kind enough to be on episode 27. Uh, so if you go to, to c3.gg, we've got kind of like a, a link tree available for everybody. So if you go to c3.gg slash Dan or c3.gg slash Ray, you'll find all of our various links to everything. Uh, but, you know, we've got c3.gg slash podcast. I'll take you to all of your podcast locations. Matt Matt did one for us. We call it What Are Your Three? Where, you know, we have people come on from the community, talk about three games of their choosing, whatever the topic may be. Um you know, so we got a lot, a lot of that to build community with as well. Uh, that's out there. Yeah, I noticed you guys skipped episode thirty-three. Yeah, episode thirty-three timed out really inconveniently. With uh, as I mentioned, Joel does a majority of the coding. There are some other folks. A lot of this is is really voluntary right now, and Joel putting a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this. He's learned a lot of programming to to put it all together and. Episode 33 really timed out poorly with the end of season four rolling into season five, which uh, 
usually we try and tie as much up into as possible. So the Rejoel is coming. Uh, the Rejoel Willis, but you know, we've had so some some tuned. other fo- yeah. But we've had uh, you know we've had comedians on. There's some uh, folks who have uh, are, are part of the site that um, you know stand up comics. Uh, we're working on a, an NFL interview, probably coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've gotten there as well, so uh, it's just an overall good community. Um, but yeah, anybody can go in, take a look at channel3.gg, take a look at it. You go to c3.gg, you can see uh, all the various links for the sites. Uh, it's great for people from a promotion perspective because, like I said, it's really organic without getting in people's faces of like, hey, I'm coming on to your Discord just to say I'm streaming and we'll see them go away for another week and come back in a week and hey, I'm here and I'm going to be streaming. I'm like, okay, that's great. I don't know who you are or what you care about. You're just here for, for trying to get followers and whatnot, but uh, it's a little more organic, a little more fun uh, in that regard. And like I said, there's a lot of XP challenges and kind of kind of fun while you're doing all that. And good community building while you're at it. It's very cool. It's very cool. That's something Matt had kind of turned us on to a long time ago. I think he sent us an invite early last year, I feel like. Yeah, I've had I've had it for a little while now. I just I don't actively use it and I gonna mess around and see what see what I can do. Yeah, I just went in and updated my so I've got new logos since I started my profile and stuff. So I went in and just updated all my stuff and uh I actually started following a bunch of people back on there that have been following me. So yeah. Uh it is very cool. Um now here's my question. I know you can like put in your gamer tags and things of that nature. Is there Discord integration with this site or so no, we're we're actually just, we're trying to get away from Discord. Okay. And replace it all. So a few features have gone live very recently. Uh, we have in-site chat available now. So first of all, there's like a main lobby that's available for chat as well. But every game has a specific chat room that's available for it. So if you're like, hey, I want to I want to play Fortnite. I want to go open a Fortnite game. You can open a chat in Fortnite. We do have C3.gg slash Discord. So there is a Channel 3 Discord for like voice purposes until we kind of get, get that all worked out. But... Uh, secretly and again as of the this recording time we kind of let it leak to people that if you click on someone's profile you now have the ability to dm them uh, and we're finishing up kind of group message uh, you know building out separate groups for everything so we're, we're kind of trying to get away from discord and and take everything that's good about other places and just say no just just do it here instead uh, so you don't yeah. have to worry about going to other like going to other it. places so no we don't have a, a we do have a discord but it's just there for kind of like voice chat and things along those lines for the most part because we're trying to just get away from it and instead of having to go to like okay link tree here for somebody's links and ultimately like in the runway we want to get to streaming directly on the site but at the least twitch is tied into the site so you can tie in somebody's twitch to that um but your all YouTube the stuff too. that you go to other places for is all coming here is the yeah idea. you can tie your youtube channel uh to the site as well that will that links up and shows up if you were like if you went live on youtube it would show up on the channel as well and does it do that for videos that you post or just your lives just the lives like a little, yeah, little so, icon shows up hey you're streaming right now but you if you post your youtube link it'll embed right onto oh, the yeah. site and link yeah, directly into your youtube Sweet. so shout out resident daryl on youtube who does his game hunting and if daryl were so inclined he can update people on C3 to show his latest hunts and finds in the wild and, you know, maybe start a flea market group on C3 that you guys can talk trading. Yeah, the whole point is to be like this big hub where people come in and say, hey, I've got this group and I kind of need a place for the group to land and I want to run stuff here. 
uh, our event system, we have brackets. You know, you could do Swiss brackets. You could do double elimination brackets. That's kind of been our big thing. We have one group runs Rocket the Dad Gaming runs their Rocket League tournament through the website now. Um, and that's a big tournament. We do Smash Bros. do it. We're doing our Halo, our big Halo season's gone on for three months. And that's kind of run through the website. So that's the big thing. It's kind of the hub. So if you want something on the site, it's like, hey, I wish this site did this for me. That's kind of what we're looking to do. And we put in the features for people. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, you say you want, you want a Loot Brothers group. We can make a Loot Brothers group. If you want a quest on there every week of... Hey, how many? Tro- what's your what's your top trophy you got for this week? What's the lowest rarity trophy you've got for this week? And whoever at the end of the week goes through and gets the lowest rarity trophy, then you can give them a tagline that says, you know, Loot Bros Trophy Hunter, and uh, for this season, and they get their own little tagline. They can flex on everybody else, and they get a little XP bonus over top of everybody else. Then. Thank you. Know, there's stats. creation of activities there. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So I see my GTTSC teammates are already on here. We're yeah. So Gaz and and Rick, don't tempt us with a good time, buddy. We'll we'll any any. So I mean, you, okay, you guys listen to the show. You understand we do uh, leaderboards. We do uh, uh-huh. backlog beatdowns. We always we have all these things. Uh, there's the annual trophy rarity contest. There's or event rather. Some of the contests, but like we're always doing stuff to plug into our community. So. Um, and Matt has been champion championing this site for a while. So I do think that we should definitely do much deeper integration with what you guys have going on over there, especially since it's all about the games and that's what we care about. We care about the games and wrestling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and wrestling, wrestling games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Jimmy Ryan and Jim. No, look here. Look here. You- <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> As I do get a question for you, gents. Do you guys have? Is it a mobile app as well, or is it just a web-based app right now? It is just a web-based app right now. I mean, not, not yeah. It's a browser app. Some people use. If you don't have an iPhone, you can make a little browser app button on your phone. Dan knows yeah, all yeah. about that. I know how to do that. Yeah. More, more in the works, more on the runway. So there's not. You can't go to the app store right now. It's all browser-based. Right. Yeah, exactly. Again, more, more to come. That I mean, Joel just sent out an update, kind of to. Uh, to everybody, if you go and look at, at, at Joel or go to c3.gg slash Joel, you can see Joel is the founder. He's the guy who's putting this all together. Ray and I just kind of uh, trying to minister and, and take care of as much as humanly possible as far as like setting up events and maintaining, monitoring groups, et cetera, to, to help support uh, wherever humanly possible. But, you know, Joel just put onto the site kind of the uh, the quarterly update for uh, for everything here and and. The thing I have to say, you know, listen, there's not an app right now and, and probably would be ideal to, ha- to have an app. And listen again on the, on the uh, on the runway, on the play, on the uh, on the plans for things. But the coolest thing about this is like tech is terrifying. And we'll talk about this probably when, when we get into the Game Pass discussion about the finances and economics of uh, how the tech world works. But the thing is, like, there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears being put into this thing right now. And there's no debt. <laughs> there's not some fictional money source that's happening here because we, we've also been watching like, OK, there's other people trying to do gaming social media sites and they're, they're getting backed by these giant VCs. And if they don't have X number of users by Y, the money's pulled and the site dies. And you keep right. seeing all these like, oh, this new site that opened up six months ago is dead. I'm like, OK, listen, we're, we're close to 2000 users. It's been a year and like that would be ideal. But. Like we go and we kill bots. We can inflate numbers easily for the site. If we just let all these stinking, you know, overseas bots coming from random accounts, create there and inflate the numbers and make it look like there's actual stuff there, but it's all real. There's no debt to it. So 
um, this thing's being put together organically and this thing's being put together where it's sustainable and not just sitting there on a pile of fake money that numbers are being inflated to make some VC happy and release more funds for it. So there's something to be said for that, which again, we'll, okay. we'll get to my take on the game pass situation uh, around that <laughs> later. Cause that's going to be a lot of my, uh, my pedestal to stand on here. But anyway, yeah, app, app is app is on the to-do list. We're working on it. There's, there's kind of some learning in the background trying to, uh, Hey, how to build an app? Cause there's a, there's a bit of that going on here while we're, we are trying to do everything through blood, sweat and tears. Uh, a, a, a little thing to that and uh ray you said you're doing most of the programming for the sites right so you're doing all the ux design and everything for no, it no not me joel is the that's, that's joel. Joel. Okay. Joel's the um if you guys are looking for a like a, a, a nice beginner course there is a uh a google certificate for for android development that is really good and it's on coursera so it's a 40 for a month and you pretty much knock out the course in a month if you have more than five or ten hours a week to mess around with nice. it. Those certificates are great. I'll say this. As a daily user, I just have the site loaded on my Firefox mobile app. And most of the stuff I do is through mobile. Now, I'm nowhere near a power user. There's some people out there that, again, I don't do Twitch streaming. I don't do a lot of these other integrations. But everything that I see being done on the site is to make it easier for people to talk and discuss and interact with games and gamers. And it's, you know, when Dan came to me last year or a little bit over a year ago, I was like, hey, my friend Joel's trying to get this site up. I kind of slacked at it at first. I was like, okay, this is interesting. But seeing the effort the team has put into this site and the community that's built around it you know you got people who you now know on a daily basis are going to have stuff you got people who you know what they're driven to do whether they're Fortnite or they're mario golf or something like that it's it's people becoming kind of like mini celebrities in the site and when dan and ray have their what are your three podcast we're eager every week to see which member of the community they're bringing on and the what are your three uh, channel will will post up a teaser. Hey, folks, here's your guess at who's coming on this week. And since you kind of know what the community is and who the big names are, you're wondering who they get next. And then they release their podcast. What is it? Three thirty three a.m. every Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. Who's actually, I don't know who's actually on at three thirty three a.m., but that is when it goes live. Yeah, that's on it. the third day of the week. We make it <laughs> on the third day. Trying to stick to it. That's and interesting. Be, and because Matt was speaking so kindly about the site, I'm not going to complain that he said Mario instead of Mario. I will. I will. I Wait. will not bring that up. Wait, actually, I'm going to make Daryl really sad. So, there, so Daryl on the website, there's a rate feature where you can rate games. Oh, I'm the a rating master. The first, the, fir- the first game on the top of the rating list is Resident Evil Five, and guess how many stars it's got out of five? Oh, under my profile, five out of five. Uh, it's got three point six. I, it, you guys can be wrong. It's <laughs> I don't. I'm I not, literally gotta... just rated and haikued Resident Evil Five today. How many stars awesome. give it? Three. I say it was a three star for him. Yeah, <laughs> that's dude. That's my number two favorite game of all time. And you know, it's you know, it's sad when Microsoft Solitaire has a better rating than Resident <laughs> Evil Five. So no, Mike, you know what? Microsoft so the funniest is a thing. Quality game. So, so the highest rated game with the highest count of ratings is Super Mario Brothers three. No, no argument there. One of the greatest games of all time. But Three the, the funniest thing was 
you know, we've got close to 4,000 games, I think, programmed into the library right now. And we're continuing to build that every day. And my, my God, the amount of indie games released we're trying to keep up with alone is is insane. But I only bring this up to say, you know, very early on, and even still we have, you know, an admin alert system like, hey, you want to put a game on a list of like, what am I playing right now? Or what do I want to play? Or what game have I beaten or 100%? Like all these lists are available. If that's not there, submit an admin alert. And I just say all this to say, I was working on going through like putting in all of Nintendo. I'm like, I'm going to get all these games entered in. And I start getting requests for like, do you remember there was that checks game that came in the cereal box? First of all, checks <laughs> quest is an amazing game. Check checks quest was one of the highest rated games we have on the site. Putt putt. The one of those like Mac, uh, Mac kid games in the nineties, like a 5.0 rating average on that one. The Burger King sneak King trilogy. Uh, those <laughs> trios of games are on there. Like ridiculous stuff. People are like, Oh, I got to get this game on here. It's hilarious to see just what some of the things that, that get put on here. Cause somebody's like, I want the sneak King game and the, and the, the pocket rocket bike game from, that Burger King put out for Xbox and suddenly everybody's like, Oh, that guy, I remember that game. That was crazy that they, they put that out there and everybody has these like moments and memories around them. But yeah, the, the ratings are there and it's fun to see when, you know, we have our own enemy of the podcast uh, where there's somebody who went around and just kind of one starred some games. Like what, is, what are you doing? Why are you one starring this game? And they gave legitimate ratings for other stuff. Like, no, no, this can't stand. And, and, but it starts good conversation with everybody. You keep it, keep it positive and, and have some, uh, have some fun conversations there. Now, we were talking earlier about money and the site and kind of, you know, cost to, uh, to do everything. How how does the monetary system work? Because you have tiers, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly, right? Like a $5 the, tier. Oh, the, the tiers, the tiers have gone away. Oh, that okay. was a, that was a very early, uh, very early system where uh, Joel had set up for the first season of, uh, you know, anyway, we, we've got something called Turbo, right? So you come onto the site, no matter what. You get XP, you level up, the wheel spins are there for you. You get free turbo at the beginning of every season, so you kind of see what some of the unlocks do. Their taglines. We have our own GIF reactions, and Ray, we're not doing this now. We're on somebody else's podcast as a guest. We're not on here as a jest. And you're so mis- we're going to call them. Mis- mis- we're going to call them gifs. Yes. We're not. We're not having this fight. You know what? I'm not. Don't insult insult these people's intelligence. (laughs) So we've got, we've got custom gifts that are available. So all this stuff that unlocks kind of like a battle pass, right? That's available there. So there's turbo that's available for $5 a month to buy into that. Some of the features like getting your, your Twitch kind of put to the top of the screen there that there's an automatic go live detection for your Twitch that goes live uh, as part of that feature. Um, actually the mini games were a turbo only feature, but we've now got daily mini games. We've got three mini games that are available to everybody who's on the site there. So if you've got time now, go ahead, play, take a look at them can't play. Yeah. You can see, uh, first game on there is target. That was the, the first one that Joel came up with where, uh, you know, we've got maps from two or three games every day. So Fortnite every day, Ray is on there, making sure we got a Fortnite. shows you a screenshot from Fortnite. Click on the map where it was. There's a, a million pixels and, you get XP based on where you were and how long it took you to uh, figure it out versus how many pixels there were. Usually there's Mario Kart. We'll mix in things like Grand Theft Auto, Spider-Man, uh, all sorts of other games. Horizon Zero Dawn's been in the mix there. Um, we've got Enhance, which shows you a six-pixel cover art for a video game and then uh, increases the resolution on the video game screen by screen by screen while you attempt to guess uh, what video game cover you're looking at. Uh, and then we finally got trivia, which gives you 33 answers. Usually it's a video game. Uh, sometimes we've got everything from like uh, 
vampire survivors items and legend of zelda items that are available we've got 175 iterations of mario through the years and says okay well which which version of mario was the mario that appeared in uh you know, uh, super punch out or whatever it may be. Um, and you have to click on whatever the game, whatever the trivia answer is. And, uh, the amount of time you have is the amount of XP you get. So there's free mini games that are available, but that, that turbo is there to help support the site financially, give you some extra bonuses for, uh, for participating. It's $5 a month or $60 for the year to, uh, uh, to go through that and get you a little extra attention. And again, help support kind of, kind of running this thing is that's how we've been, uh, how we've been making it work so far. Very Did that nice. answer your question somewhere yeah, yeah, in there? Because yeah. I forgot about to mention mini games since that is a recently unlocked feature going into season five. No, that is that is really cool. Yeah, because like I said, I've uh, I've I've used the site a little bit off and on, and I'm uh, I'm actually going through as we're talking, and I'm rating more games because that's the fun thing. That's a f- that's that's how I, it starts, right? That's I how it started that. for me because I was it was it was letterbox for games. So I said, give me give injected into my veins. Here's here's a pro tip. Up. Oh, I was going to give it, but go ahead. You do it. I think I'm if you rate the game mm-hmm. with the stars first, right. that gives you 33 XP. Then if you go back in and edit it to review the game, that gives you 13 more XP. My man. Mm-hmm. Build that XP up. And we left it in there, too. We, we figured it out early. We said, ah, you know what? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, I noticed. Everything needs some cheat codes. We're we're well aware that's a year old one. We know about that. I waved the flag. I was like, "Hey, is this a thing?" And nobody really gave me an answer. So I was like, "All right, I'm just going to continue doing it." It became it became a thing. Well, the the thing that's cool, right? Is so like we're we're doing. I I've gone in here before, and I'm I'm going in here in right now doing this. And I think okay, that's an awesome feature going in and giving like a star rating because you know the games that matter to you. You want to go in there like, oh, dude, I want to want people to know that I like this. So then I'm like, you say I can go back and I can actually write reviews. So I'm going to add this as a browser feature. And then I'm going to sit back and when I'm just sitting around, instead of farting around on social media, I might go in and write my Resident Evil 2 review or I might write my Resident Evil 5 review and why everyone is wrong for giving it three out of five stars instead of five out of five stars, things like that. So. Bam! Just posted my first official status on. on oh, hold Jam- on, Resident. Jam- nice. You just put three stars on Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. And you're you're complaining about Resident Evil Five, and then you do this. Straight controversy. Yes. Right here. <laughs> not a not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. Oh, I, I'm actually I'm really trash at Smash Bros. So like, <laughs> I, I and this puts into perspective my taste. I loved PlayStation All Stars. Platinum did on two different systems. I, I can't be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. So we, we've learned a little bit about the site. By the way, guys, we're going to put links for the site in the description of the podcast on the YouTube version and the the uh, podcast uh, versions. So what I want to do is for the last little bit, and you guys good on time? Or are you still good? You, you guys still good? Listen, I've yeah. got nothing to do but go to bed. So so my time is your time. All right. Point. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk about these subscription services because Matt got me all riled up, got me all hot and bothered saying we're going to talk about the effect that these subscription services have on the industry and the FTC court hearings and stuff that's been going on. This is not a news podcast, and I know a lot of people are bowing out gracefully right now because they say, oh, no, you're talking about this the whole thing again. You said FTC. Rick's like, Rick's uh, like uh, uh, freaking oh, hanging oh, no, from, the, from the rafters right now. He's like, I'm going to jump. Oh, no, um, I have to listen to Tricky again. Yeah, but here's the thing. 
I don't want to go into it from a news perspective. I don't want to go into it from a whatever, you know, fanboy perspective. Fair and balanced, straight down the middle. I'll hail Jimmy Ryan. And I really want to talk about what you guys think as far as what this is doing for the industry. And if you are up to speed on the FTC stuff, what you think about the the new discoveries that have come out about exactly this topic. So, Dan, we'll start with you. Yeah. How do you feel about you know Game Pass, PlayStation Plus Premium, Netflix, Disney, whatever? You know what I'm saying? It, it's all a bubble waiting to burst. Mm-hmm. Is that is that where we want to start? I mean, listen, there's there's benefits to it, right? Where so I I will in full disclosure, I have Netflix and I have played one game on my Netflix account, and I keep trying to remind myself to go look at it because there are games like Oxenfree Wait, that people tell me to play. Yep, and are suggested, yep. and it, it is there, available for me on my Netflix account. I, I just forget it exists because they they do have better games than just like mobile shovelware garbage. The the two that I, I mean, the big three, right? Can we, are we going to talk about the big three as I, I guess Nintendo's online service, PlayStation, and its indeterminate tiers? I say as a a PlayStation fanboy, and the three tiers of nonsense. Which Daryl, my God, you have you've put real effort into saying which tier things are during the course of this show. And that has impressed me through the course of this, just so we're clear. And then there's Xbox game pass, which is a financial minefield because, and I, I'm, I'm going to start with, let me start there because I can't figure out how Xbox game pass is going to survive for much longer. I can't figure out frankly, how Xbox is going to survive much longer. This day one, these day one games that they've got on there, the amount of money that's going into these top tier games right now. And the fact that they're like, no, you know what? Forget selling them, forget licensing them to anybody. We're just going to include them in this way too reasonable service price. Um, it, it just, it doesn't financially make sense. And they keep throwing money into a dumpster fire. And I can't figure out, I can't figure out to what end. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not at her pleading for Microsoft saying, Hey, Microsoft needs money. Help them out over here. They're not sitting on the corner begging for change, but it's not going to be sustainable and Xbox is not going to be there. And, and Frank, I think we kind of know that we know they're all working on streaming boxes and trying to figure out how to make right. cloud-based gaming work. And, and Microsoft is probably ahead of Sony. Uh, let me rephrase. Microsoft is ahead of Sony when it comes to cloud-based gaming. And they're, they're going to, they're going to win that battle. And if they can figure that out, Google's already pulled away from it. Amazon's kind of there plugging away at it with Luna and making it work very quietly. But anyway, I just failed to say it like Xbox putting all of their eggs into that basket and financially speaking, it doesn't make sense and they're gambling on it, whatever. Um, From a gamer perspective, hey, listen, it's great, right? You get Game Pass out there and you get all these day one games. What's wrong with that? PlayStation, you don't get all the day one games the same way. The tiers are confusing. PlayStation Plus Essential is what it's always been. You get your free games out there. You get your Jedi Fallen Order that um, you you guys were talking about last week. It's not only... Hey, that was free on PlayStation Plus Essential like five months ago. I was yelling that at my phone uh, listening to you guys from your last episode saying like, no, no, (laughs) if you had PlayStation Plus, you got it free back in like November before they did that the month before the game came out, guys. You could have had it right there ready to go. Um, The the other tiers are confusing. I I have the highest tier for it, not humble brag or anything like that, but there are more games on there than I realize there are. Mm-hmm. there are games like yep. uh, i i can't even describe it. what was uh, you mentioned inscriptions on them like yep. i literally when you said that i go over to my app on my phone i'm like oh it is on there okay mm-hmm. i guess I, I have no excuse not to check inscription out now as people keep recommending that to me as well but 
there is a pile of games in there, including all of Ubisoft's back catalog mm-hmm. that I, I, I don't know if Sony knows what they're doing from a marketing perspective. Sony's winning the, the triple a game, first party game, next gen system battle, in my opinion. Right. I, I don't even know if Xbox knows they're aware of it. Like maybe they're participating. They're just hoping Starfield's going to be good. I, I guess nothing else has worked for them. Um, but anyway, I, I just say all this to say like, PlayStation is a mess of just like stuff. You don't get the day one games, but I kind of, I don't want the day one games because I want these companies that are out there making games that are not Sony and not Microsoft that like, go ahead and make money on these games so you can continue to make games. Mm-hmm. I, I insist you please here, take my money so that you can continue to make games that I like and that entertain me. Um, and then there's I, I, again, Nintendo, I mentioned just because like, okay, great. I have all the NES, SNES, Nintendo 64 is aged horribly. And I don't know whether that's a, a bad porting or bad transfer, but they've also put the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance on there now. Like, that's just fun to have that stuff in the background. I, you know, I, I know it's not the same conversation that the uh, the Game Pass and, and PlayStation Plus are in, but like financially speaking, I'll, I will end my rant just to, to put it up in summary. I don't know how this bubble is not going to burst soon, boys. Yep, 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 yep. All right, Hector, where do you stand? I mean, I don't, isn't it? Isn't this all just like it's a new version of a rental system? Like we, you, you rented games when they were, you know, physical. The blockbuster rented games, and Netflix sent you DVDs in the mail. And then one day they decided to put everything on streaming. Uh, you know, GameFly has the discs. It's so all we, you know, we've been renting games, and game companies have been putting their games out saying here you know here's our copy i mean i can go to the library i, I can go to my public library right now and, and, and rent a game out so you know there are places where these companies are still giving out their games uh i i get the whole money thing i don't i don't, I don't know how xbox they they claim that that they're profitable with with their system i i just i'm, I'm hard pressed to believe that's true i i don't have any knowledge on the playstation tiers and all this stuff i just i've i don't play playstation i don't I haven't had one since like a PS2, but I, I, I think the three companies are going different directions. Microsoft doesn't care about their system. I think they put the 360 out. There was great games on the 360. I mean, I played Gears of War was like what I played there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I just don't think they care about their consoles anymore because, I mean, you you can play everything on on a PC, and it's getting more and more on a PC, and it feels it feels like they're like, hey, we'll throw all the games on, and we all eventually are everyone will buy a computer instead and we'll just run a bunch of Microsoft for everyone to do. PlayStation will keep making these amazing AAA, you know, sit down on your beautiful TV screen and, and, and play games. And Nintendo's going to keep being the, the family system and they're going to be very happy putting those games out. I mean, I, I think Nintendo's AAA games are the best. I think anytime it's a game and it's exclusively a Nintendo game, it's almost always perfect. And uh, so I'm going to sit and play those because I love them and I'll play them with my kids now too. You know, the PlayStation people are going to sit and they're going to play these great stories and Microsoft is going to fade and have this system around. Like, I, I, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's a bad idea if a company says, Hey, we'll pay, we'll pay you developers to make the game and then we'll give you some of the money back. I mean, super Nintendo, you know, Nintendo used to say, Hey, you can play, you can put games on our cartridges, but you have to pay us for the cartridges. I just it just feels like the a next iteration of something that's like been going on. Very nice. Very nice. 
All right. We're going to go to Sir Starscream himself. So I alluded to it in our in our uh, Facebook chat group. You you guys that have been talking about the fear of games going away, physical ownership going away is being exacerbated by the fact of the stream of the streaming services and game pass systems and monthly fees. And you're right, because honestly, you know, I think super Mario brothers was the last movie I actually bought. And before that, I couldn't tell you because everything's so convenient. I, my brother and I share a voodoo account and anytime we buy a movie digitally, we add it to the account so we could watch it from our TVs. But look what Netflix just did. They are enforcing their password sharing policy, which is you need to, pay to have an account whereas at the beginning they were pat you know love is sharing a netflix password but and, but man not to interrupt it like why are they enforcing their policy now because they're losing too much because they're losing money and they can now they're out. being held accountable for their money yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and now you know you thought that there was going to be this mass exodus and netflix posted record enrollments in it and that just means they now have you by the balls they know what they've got. They know the service and they're going to charge for it. Xbox, we're seeing that now. And frankly, I'm surprised that the price didn't rise on Game Pass Ultimate uh, earlier. It, it was a long time coming. So we're talking about market share. We're talking about feasibility and is it worth what you're getting? It's one of those things I've had on my on my monthly payment for years now. I canceled Netflix. I said, I don't want to deal with a company that's going to go back on what they've done for so long. But that wasn't entirely it. There's nothing on Netflix I watch anymore. It was just wasted money. And I kept getting charged more and more every other month. And I said, all right, I'm not going to spend that money. If there's something that absolutely comes out, I'm going to wait till it's all out, spend it for the month, and then binge it. And this goes back to physical ownership. And yeah, I am as scared as the rest of of the crew, where as companies move more towards a Game Pass-like system, that we are going to stop owning games. Technically, we've never owned games. Games have long since legally been held that what we own is the license to play the game. And having the physical disc or the cartridge does not necessitate us having the right to play that game whenever we want because a company can send out a kill code now that everything's connected to the internet they can send out a kill code to all their consoles and say no we don't want you guys playing our games anymore and they could write that into their end user license agreements and oh it's already there there's nothing you could do so ultimately this is the next phase and it's being sold to us in a matter of convenience you want to play your xbox games play it anywhere play it on your xbox play it on your pc play it on your phone when you're out and about it's convenient and i'm willing to pay for that convenience but the second thing stopped becoming convenient i stopped caring about it and you know what did we do i bought the um nintendo voucher so i can get Tears of the Kingdom for, uh, help me out, guys. For forty five dollars, twenty five bucks less, basically. You get yeah. it for forty five if you if you got the voucher from Costco. 
And, and exactly. So I even went to Costco and I got mm-hmm. it so I can get it cheaper. But then I my mind started going, all right, I don't want to stick to just having a uh, digital copy. I want to be able to play it when I want to play it. So we went and bought a copy. My wife can play that copy on her Switch. But we now have a physical copy available. And it all boils down to whatever anybody thinks, whether it's Worldwide franchise Jimmy Ryan or oh, I'm sorry, Phil Spencer or international gaming sensation Jeff Keeley. They, they want to sell you a product. Long gone are the days, except for maybe some indie devs, long gone are the days that these companies want to make you a game that'll make you happy. They want to make you a game that can make them money. Coincidentally, most of those games are going to make the gamers happy. I'm just as concerned as everybody else saying that these services are going to force physical media out. And that's what everybody keeps talking about, that these last consoles might be the last consoles that have physical media on it. We, I think we may have one more cycle. But what these services are doing are in a way helping us avoid spending unnecessary money. Because there's a whole slew of gamers out there who were going to buy Redfall day one, spend that $60, $70, and be met with trash. Whereas I just spent $15, saw it, and said, hmm, not for me. Meanwhile, I can go play these other games. And because companies are making it more difficult for you to return software and media, it's a service like this kind of makes it viable. Whereas in the past, you could say, I'm just going to wait for a day one review i'm gonna see what they say in the reviews first but then they pull a grand turismo 7 where after day one suddenly they start activating all these microtransactions and other things that might inevitably change that game score so that's where my thought is i know i said a lot but it's it's a convenience that we're now giving up a portion of what we used to do in gaming very nice. Very nice. All right. Zach. Uh, I have stated my opinion on this a million times. I think it's convenient. I think it has its place. Its place should be for old games and games that we aren't necessarily as readily available to, especially with the cost of physical media going up um, because it is becoming more and more scarce, which is sad and depressing. And there's a reason Daryl's making money doing it. Um, I don't have a problem with subscription services, but if that's your only outlet and your only form of income, you're, you're, you're doing something wrong as a business. And what really drives me nuts about it is, is the fact that we look at games like Halo Infinite, for example, if that company was, was releasing the game, wasn't, didn't release the game day and date on game pass. They, they, they made it a physical release where they had to have the game complete. And they knew they were going to get get paid or be able to see a number. That team probably would have worked harder or came up with some more creative ideas for that. So I think it's really taking away from the from the companies making the games too, because they're like, oh well, now I'm just making a game that's going to go on go on a subscription service, and a bunch of people are going to play it for a month, and then all my hard work over six to ten years of developing this game is for a month of of notoriety. And, the, and, and, and that's the worst part is there's a lot of indie studios that make really good games. Well, now they're, you know, they're getting kind of shoveled off to the side because more people are like, oh, I get to play Starfield day and date on Xbox Game Pass. 
like they're not paying attention to anything. They're looking at these subscription services saying, hey, what do I have on the subscription service that I can play? Very well said. I like it. I like it. All right. I am going to bring up the rear with, uh, I've been saying for a long time that subscription services are whack. And this is as an avid subscription service user. Okay. Like as a person from the music industry that watch subscription services kill purchasing music and therefore making it hard for me to sell my own music. Like I use Spotify. I freaking love Spotify. I live off Spotify. But you know what happens whenever you let your Spotify subscription lapse? They you you lose all your your p- playlists and all your you know like I don't know that's that's, that's kind of it. <laughs> but I mean like that's your stats. That's your safe file. That's your your thing. You know your footprint in Spotify. You know uh, I, do, I I I I use it like crazy. I use Spotify more than I ever imagined I would, and it trained me to no longer purchase music as a person who creates and sells music. Um, you know, I use the voodoo account. Matt said that he and you and your brother share a voodoo account. Me and my brother share a voodoo account. We've got four or 500 movies in there and I love it. I absolutely love, I have a playlist in there of the Snyderverse, all of the Zack Snyder, you know what I'm saying? Movies. And, <laughs> and it's just, if I'm going to use voodoo and I'm like, I don't know what I want to watch. We always go default BVS first and then let the rest of them play. Um, and I use it. I'm also an HBO max subscriber. Okay. I was a day one HBO max user because I wanted that DC content. I wanted the stuff that was on there. I still buy physical media. I still buy my movies. I still buy all my animated, uh, DC films. Uh, I still buy the movies that I really want to have. You know, really want, yeah, I like, I, I'm a collector, you know, so I like the physical media. I like having it. I love the digital code to put it in my voodoo. I've got the convenience and when the internet's out or if I'm in the mountains, I'm at the beach or I'm in one of these places that I have notoriously traveled to, to where internet access is dodgy. I can have whatever it is that the thing is that I want. So I like physical media first, and then I like the convenience of subscription services second. You guys have heard this. This is not nothing new for a Loot Bros listener. Now, one of the things that has intrigued me so much is that these, I've been in our podcast and in our Facebook channels and our Discord saying, hey, by the way, guys, we just had this conversation last week in Discord, or right before Kali and Jim went out uh, uh, overseas. I'm like, hey, this isn't sustainable the way things are going. And the problem I see with someone like mine, uh, Minecraft, geez, listen at me, Microsoft, you know, when they announced the day and date of their first party stuff, I've been saying since day one, that's a terrible idea because it's going to come at a cost. It's either going to cost you the quality of the games because no one's going to buy them anymore. All right. Or it's going to cost us the Microsoft fans. We're not going to get what we want. You know, and that's something if you listen back to all of our episodes over the years and years and years, uh, you can always hear me say, hey, wait a second. And again, I feel like I need to put my resume out there. I am an Xbox fan. I was an Xbox OG user, still have one, 360 user, still have it. I've got over 100,000 achievement score, gamer score, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I was, I mean, it wasn't until PlayStation, you know, three in 2012 that really brought me back from the Xbox side. And then I've still had Xbox ever since. And, um, for years and years and years, I paid for game pass that I don't use. I have always been a PlayStation plus user since the 
you know, the internet hack or whatever. And when they started giving us free games back in the, when they had the instant game collection, I've been saying for years, guys, I've been there through all that stuff. I've had, I had my Xbox live. I had my, my, my PlayStation plus account when it went, you know, became a thing. And I'm an avid user of all of these things because I see the value that they bring to me, the consumer, the customer. Uh, but I do see the danger when you start giving things away, at least, especially your, the goodies, you know what I'm saying? That first party. And the thing that I've always said that makes these companies different, the identifiers that make them different are their first party offerings. You know, at the end of the day, an Xbox Series X and a PS5, they're not that different. You know, your, your thumbstick's a little different. Your D-pad's a little different. Your user interface is a little different, but you, you're kind of playing the same looking games. Uh, you know, third party, the majority of what anybody plays is third party games anyways, and they all kind of look the same everywhere you play them with the exception of the switch, but then you have the portability. So the benefits, you know, it, you know, the playing field's not so different anymore. There were years where the thing, where things were different. So that first party is what you is for me as a gamer, you know, that's what I'm attracted to. I want to know where the games are at. I want to know where that stuff's at. So for years I have said, Hey, wait a second. I see a glaring issue with a brand that I supported and spent thousands and thousands of dollars with for, for a lot of years of my life. And I, you know, take offense to that because I'm like, Hey, I want to be, I would love more than anything to be in such a desperate tug of war between PlayStation and Xbox that I literally don't know where I'm going to play the next game. You know, I wanted it to be difficult for me to choose where I was going to play AEW fight forever, you know, but it wasn't difficult. And like, right. you play on PlayStation. That's where I'm going to play. And that is sad to me that they, the current, state of the gaming sphere is that it's not hard for me to choose where I want to be. Now, you know, I'm a very specific type of gamer. You know, I like my achievements. I like my, my, my trophies. Those things matter to me more so than, than they should. And I really like to play on PlayStation because I like to stack my trophies and platinums. Um, I like the controllers. He's you know? dirty. That's right. I love, you know, the sticks being together, not, you know, staggered. That's a personal preference. I think that the, Hey, my man, I think that the Xbox 360 controller and the PS4 controller are two of the best controllers ever, ever created. I think the dual sense and the haptic feedback and all the little bells and whistles it does is almost perfection. Like it's so, like, I, I love the comfort in the way these things play. Um, so there's a lot of things that attract me to a certain platform outside of, you know, the games themselves. But at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for. I'm not a gamer because of the controller. I'm not a gamer because of the subscription service. I'm a gamer because I like games. And I see a, I think we all can agree. And then anyone listening has seen the, when game, since game passes inception, a very strong dip in quality from that platform. And I, you can't, necessarily draw on a, on a map or a whiteboard that, Hey, this is specifically the issue, but we've seen the issues over and over again. And we keep saying, Hey, wait a second. This isn't sustainable. Hey, wait a second. This isn't good. Hey, wait a second. They're going to lose money and they are losing money. And all these things have been confirmed in the FTC hearings this past week. But also like, like Zach had pointed out, Halo infinite would not have launched the way it launched. If in fact it didn't, it wasn't going on game pass. It wouldn't have been, I don't believe it would have been piecemeal. I believe after the Master Chief Collection, 
if you were if your only source of revenue was that you were going to buy this game, it would have been delayed until it was complete, and it would have been released complete. And personally, I, I there's no there's no way to prove that because we didn't get it that way. Well, right. can, can we talk about a different game? Can we? You brought up Redfall. Redfall already came up in this discussion. Mm-hmm. As a single copy of Redfall, is there anywhere we can find out if any human being purchased a copy of Redfall? I don't know. Never. And it, I, they don't put a, put a gun in my head. I I would absolutely wager not a single human being purchased a copy of Redfall. I've never met anyone. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think you ever will either. And that's a problem. And then and that, that's a bigger issue because who doesn't chart on the NPD Xbox? Um, well, I mean, as of 33 minutes ago, there were 29 active players on Steam. And that means you had to have purchased the game as oh. opposed to buying on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah. So those are uh, Microsoft employees. <laughs> Find me those 29 people. <laughs> those are Steam. Those are review codes. Those are people. Yeah. Those are, those are people with codes. <laughs> but see, that's that's the kind of the, the problem you know that we keep seeing and we and yes for those of us out there that have called it out i mean i've personally been met with scrutiny and a lot of pushback we have a panelist here on blue breast podcast and she is a diehard defender of game pass but not be, for any merit of its own other than i don't just i just don't have to buy games there anymore which is a problem because when you don't buy games and the money's not coming in like it's always funny and i've heard this isn't I don't think I'm smart enough to articulate this as well myself as an original thought. But some of the things I've been saying have been said by people way smarter than me and more complete thoughts. And I'm going to basically butcher their, their quote, (laughs) but uh, essentially when, when Xbox comes out and says, no, no, no game pass is profitable because people who play game pass buy more games. They'd never factor in the development cost or the opportunity cost of all these games that didn't get purchased because they were played on game pass. You know, when they say, Hey, uh, as an Xbox proper, we are X amount of dollars in the profit, you know, and these are the amount of subscribers we have. Well, you can always do the math and, and say, okay, well you have this amount of subscribers, which means you made this amount of money. If they all pay full price, which we know up until recently, that was not the case. Yeah, everyone was doing that whole dollar deal. Yeah, they finally shut that down. But it's like, you know, like, like, let's say hypothetically, everybody paid their fifteen bucks and they were they were there. That means you have X amount of millions of dollars. But if your AAA first party studios are making two hundred million dollar games, like your competitor is that that's low end. Well, two hundred million is low end for a game. Well, now. they just said last week that that um, uh, Last of Us two two hundred twenty million dollars, not including marketing. That's development cost. And then Horizons uh, Forbidden West, $212 million. De- development costs, not including marketing. So my thing is this, is like, well, if you break that up, your main, your your first party studios, and the, God knows the amount of studios they have, that would eat up all of your revenue, hand over fist, based on the subscriber count you have. And that doesn't account for the licensing deals you pay for all the third party stuff that you're bringing every day and date. And you know, you, you, you know, so this is me. I, I, I do finance for a living and I used to do purchasing and operations management for a living before I did this. So I know that there's a development cost to making again, weightlifting equipment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's your, uh, your, your, your actual marketing cost to get out there and sell the, you know, the item 
And then there is your opportunity cost for every deal that you make where you say, hey, Mr. Coach over here, we're not supposed to give you a free gym if you buy your school's weight room through us. But companies like us did that. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a, that's a sale you missed by giving it away to make a deal. You, you see what I'm saying? And when you look at these subscription services, that's, ex- that's essentially what's happening is that you're giving away a sale in hopes that someone will subscribe and kind of forget about it and you'll recoup over time. And if the amount of subscribers gets big enough, then eventually you will become profitable, but you're going to work in the negative for a long time first. And case in point, you know, Matt, you mentioned Netflix earlier. All right. Netflix worked where they were what barely making any money. No, they they've no, they don't make money. Well, they're yeah. profitable now, according to are, some of the more you know. Are they? they? Well, I think it's two thousand seventeen. They're hitting projections. That's not the same thing as mm. actually making money. See, you know, but it's like you lose money to get market share. But the problem is, Game Pass is kind of stalled, and it's stalling because its first party isn't putting out games. It's not putting out bangers. Whereas the competitor is over here saying, hey, guys, that's not sustainable. We're not going to do that. We're just going to focus on quality and we'll just make sure that our quality just gets better, better, better. And I'm not even talking about PlayStation. I'm talking about Nintendo. Case in point, Zelda. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to put quality out and you will go where the quality's at. You know, you don't have to have less. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can still do this the way it's always worked. And this past week, this was like, I was riding on the road. I'm like, normally I imagine when people listen to the Loot Bros podcast, they're screaming at the speakers like, oh my God, these guys are freaking idiots. They said this wrong. And, and I, I wait for my opportunity because that happens. I listen to a couple of podcasts and sometimes I just freaking lose my mind. I'm like, you guys are so stupid. Even I would have got this one correct. But I was listening to a show the other day. I was riding on the road. I said, oh my gosh, it feels so good when they're reading out the quotes and the emails and the things from this FTC uh, hearings. And they're like, like, no, worldwide franchise, Jimmy Ryan says, under oath, mind you, okay, that I talked to all the big publishers and they're not fans of this. And then Bobby Kotick, soon to be head of Xbox Studios, says that like not only am I not a fan of this? He goes, but we wouldn't put our games on there. So I'm going to jump in there because I I talked about this on the trophy horrors previously Mm -hmm. where, and Dan, you can agree with me on this. Generalization does not equal fact because when somebody generalizes something like, Oh, I talked to all the publishers. He didn't talk to all the publishers. No, he, he talked to maybe one or two. And now he's generalizing that to make the statement fit what he, the narrative he's trying to push. And Bobby Kotick, fuck Bobby Kotick. <laughs> he's coming. That's going to be your daddy. Soon. Now here's the thing. <laughs> let's, let's, let's think about that. Okay. I, we, I used to work in a manufacturing company. I just said that, right. One of the guys that owned it, he rubbed shoulders with multimillionaires all the time. That was his friend zone. That was his friend, his friend base. He was a multi-business owner who was co-owner of the business I worked for. He made a lot of money. He used his money to make more money. And the people, the company he kept were guys like him, right? Jimmy Ryan ain't hanging out with resident Daryl. We ain't on the same level. The people that Jimmy Ryan talks to are people like Jimmy Ryan. They're, they're your Bobby Kodaks. They're your Strauss Zelniks over at Take Two. You know what I'm saying? They're your Peter Molyneux. <laughs> they're your they're, uh, they're guy over EA. And, you know, like He is talking to these people because that's his people. 
You know, also he's talking to those people because they're brokering their deals together. You know, I broker deals for, for lenders. So I got to know what they're doing. I got to know what their programs are. I got to know what the money shakes out, what it looks like, because in order for us to do business together, I got to know that it's going to be beneficial for my customer. Okay. Jimmy Ryan is going, Hey, Mr. Take two. I got to know that you're going to be producing games and then this thing's going to make money because my man, Resident Daryl, he's got to buy your game through us. You know what I'm saying? So I do believe, yeah, sure, it is generalization and he didn't name drop. But if you go look, Strauss Zelnick from Take-Two, he's on the record in their financial calls multiple times saying, no, it's not sustainable and we don't want any part of it. Okay? Bobby Kotick, soon to be head of Xbox Studios, just said... That he he didn't want there the Activision games on there. No, of course he doesn't because he wants to expand his product to as much market share as possible, and, and, and that's why that's why uh, Xbox is going out to Nintendo and going out to and saying no, we're going to keep if this goes through, we want to keep this on your platform for this amount of time. Obviously, a to serve their case against the FTC, mm-hmm. and b because yes, that that would be profitable to them to keep their market share out there as much as possible. So that way, they could sell games and have games on Game Pass. I think that's ultimately what they're what they're trying to do, because they don't care where you play. This goes back to uh, yeah, God, it was something you had said many years ago where. Microsoft was paying Sony to have games on their system. This would now be the reverse of that, where Sony's paying Microsoft to have games on their system. So they want to advertise that. And I'll leave it at this, because out of the most interesting things that came out of that case and alongside the case was that Xbox missed their annual revenue forecast by $780 million dollars. Nearly $1 billion, they missed their forecast. But that was only 5% of the miss that they advertise. So obviously, they're still doing something right. And that's just a forecast. And Dan and I know for planning many years of forecasting. <laughs> it In our former lives, when we're looking at budgets versus what we're forecasting versus what we could potentially um, what you could potentially make forecasts change and they change on many factors of the market. And the end result is if it's a 5% or it's a, you know, 50%, those are two very different things in that financial world. And again, going back to what Jim Ryan said Without naming specifics, you know, maybe in a court setting, somebody forgot to ask, well, who exactly did you speak to? Because I'd be very interested to know that. I'd be very interested to say you're you're generalizing that you spoke to all these people. But what exactly was said under oath, sir? What what and who has said to you? Obviously, you know depending on NDAs and things like that. But what is so bad about the service? And you're going to try to say everything you can to make the case for your argument to win that side. And again, with Bobby Kotick, fuck him. He's coming. He's coming. Hey, one thing I do want to say, though. So the thing I do like, and you brought it up several times about the games you're playing the PlayStation service bringing back these PlayStation portables and bringing like 
that, that's, that's, that's the thing where Nintendo's getting this right, I think. Give me all those old games I wouldn't have access to otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that a subscription that service is yeah. perfect for. Yes. I mean, like, I, I, I have never considered dropping the PlayStation Plus outside of the fact that, like, you know, you get your online access and everything Cloud like that. Cloud saves but, and all that good stuff, yeah. Yeah, but, like, the access to the games that I have without having to break the bank or devastate something financially or mortgage the future of the gaming industry, give me access to that stuff. Good. Like, uh, go ahead, take my money for it. Give me the access to it. Sure. I think I think that's where they're getting some of this right uh, with with the whole pass system. And I agree. And I think that goes back to something Zach had said earlier. And I, I, I'm, I champion that, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. Give me the back catalog. I mean, th- th- I play my gaming taste has changed so much over the years. I play more old stuff than I do new stuff now anyways. So for me, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Give I'll, I'll gladly pay for game pass. If you give me Xbox games, give me brute force with trophies. Give me Dino crisis three with trophies. I bet or achievements. I didn't mean to say trophies, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's a terrible game, by the way, one of Capcom's worst games they've ever put out. Okay. And arguably the worst Xbox exclusive that has ever existed, but I'd play it, you know, put it on there. I think that that is the perfect place. I think that like putting the cart before the horse and saying, Hey, we want market share so bad. We're willing to give up our goodies. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's, cause then you just devalued everything. And that was one of the things that was said in uh, those in those those conversations was that the other publishers feel like that the subscription model and they were talking about Game Pass, not the not the general subscription model, but the one that gives you all the new stuff for the same premium price as the old stuff. It's like, hey, it's value destructive because what you're doing is you're teaching people like, yeah, you know, like Dan said, like, who do you know? Raise your hand if you bought Redfall, you know? No, you, and it, it's doing just that, you know, and our own cast member says, hey, I don't buy games because I have Game Pass. Why would I do that? And I, my, I part of my brain is being eaten alive by wanting to know who those 29 people are still. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it was 29 and le- and it was actually double digits, it's kind of like, it's oh, too, wow. It's too specific. Yeah. It's too specific. It, <laughs> so, and I, I, again, and so as a avid subscription user, okay, Currently, I've named out games and shows I'm watching. I'm I, you know, not trying to be a hypocrite saying they can't work and it won't work. It's it's going to fail. They're going tits up. I just think that the avenue in which the, they in, in those emails that were you know, they were shown, you know, they had conversations like, wait a second, like you know, Matt Booty and Phil Spencer were like, dude, we we should we back out of this? This is 2020, 2021. and Matt Booty was like, nah, man, we can't now. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. And that's the unfortunate problem that they have now. And the reason why they're trying to gobble up everybody is that they have to feed this beast. They have to feed this machine. Whereas Nintendo, they're like, we didn't put our, we didn't paint ourselves into a corner boys. You're going to buy the next Zelda. You're going to buy the next Mario. And then we'll give you, you know, those SNES, NES and 64 games for a yearly fee. That's fine. Yeah, the thing is too. I mean, you keep talking about the the movie subscription services, but like that bubble, if that's a balloon, the air is already let out of it. Like you see, every I mean, outside of the the actor writer striking situations, all resolving around you know, all revolving around that as it is. Like you're looking at stuff. Even Disney now, 
you're just seeing stuff disappear from they're, the service. They have to. They have, they're, and, and they're and, writing it all off. They they're not. That's yeah. the thing too. That like I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, they're. I, I was reading an article this morning. They're vaulting content and they're writing it off as a loss because well, they, otherwise they, they have to. They have to pay people otherwise. Correct. So it's 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 worse in movies and 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 that branch of entertainment, which has been tech driven. And again, the tech driven mindset of I, I to tie it back to things I was talking about earlier, money's not real. Right. And they have just funneled money that does not exist into this operated at a loss and had no accountability for it. But the problem is, at some point, the checkbook has to be opened up and there has balance. To be yeah. And guess what? Like it doesn't exist. So all these other services, your, you know, your your Paramount, your Peacocks, your your Maxes, your Disney Pluses all try to catch up to Netflix, but Netflix was never real. And the thing is, they're all about to burst. Max was bought by a tech company, right? All these companies were bought by other tech companies operating on these tech company budgets. But the system that's underlying and underneath of it isn't a tech system. And it's about to collide and it's going to pop. And the fact that two of these three gaming companies have, and not even, and again, Sony, I don't think is like fully stepped their foot into that pool. Xbox has, and it concerns me how much they've invested into that, what, what that's going to mean. Because as much as, listen, I'm not an Xbox guy. My brother had an Xbox. He was the Xbox guy. I always had fun with it. I, I joke about being a PlayStation guy over an Xbox guy. I don't want to see Xbox die either. No, there needs to be that third horse in this race to keep the competition up. Um, and, and it just kind of scares me where that potential is. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll add this to the conversation in that, whether it's a subscription service or whether you're paying for a game, we're all facing the same thing because look at what happened to destiny and destiny two. That was a game you paid for. That was advertised as a live service game. And what did they do in the last couple of years? They vaulted content that was in the base game. Nothing to do with service. Just you paid the game. You, you paid for the game when it came out. Guess what? Content that was there when you bought it is no longer there. Because items that you, what was that? It's because they made it free. Yeah, and and you know it doesn't matter whether you paid the game, paid for the game, or you played it when it was free. They are now locking away content for items that you paid for. Um, it it's it's not relegated to being. Uh, a fee a monthly fee for service anymore anything that is connected to the internet can be turned off if it was determined that it was not profitable or it's costing a company money or if some sort of political view has changed now i'm not saying necessarily the politics in the way we initially think about it but like company a might become company z 10 15 20 years down the line that might say you know what let's retcon this old stuff and that's a huge fear of mine. You know, it's like seeing things change the way they're changing now or earlier. We were talking about things getting, you know, that ki- that kill, that kill list. It's like, you know, this Eula says, I can take this back from you. PT was the canary in the coal mine for that. Like PT. Sure. We didn't pay for it, but we had a digital license that was attached to, to our name. And when they decided they wanted to pull it, they pulled it from the back end and they proved to us, that your ownership means absolutely nothing because when they want to turn flip the switch, they will flip the switch. And I think it was two or three weeks ago we talked about other games that that happened, 
and one of them being a TMNT game on the Xbox 360. I bought it on Xbox Live, and I freaking lo- the license. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. I don't own it anymore. It's gone. It's completely gone from my profile, and I've got achievements to prove that I had it and I played it, but I can't download it anymore. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm still traumatized. Like I, I just referenced the 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 Max thing again one last time because like, I've got a ten year old autistic kid who, you know, there's a show called Infinity Train, which if you have any way to watch that dynamite dynamite animation show um but they they just yanked it one day and mm-hmm. he was literally in the middle of watching it again for like the fifth time and i'm like i gotta find this and go buy it on google play now because guess what a disc doesn't exist mm-hmm. physical media doesn't exist for this show that was just on cartoon network that somebody strung together and now like it's gone into the ether the creators come out and said like hey doesn't exist anymore myself and the other people who worked hard on it they used to get like a little pittance of, of a check for it. Like doesn't exist anymore. Oh, well. Yeah. So th- th- there's some of these things with these games that are digital only that like, will they exist in five years? Who knows? No, but and you know what though? And I want, I we can start to land the plane with this guy. I know I've been keeping you guys for a long time. Even the games that are on the disc, like Matt said, if it's connected to the internet, it's no bueno anymore. I am looking up at my PlayStation four right now, just the, the cross media bar. And WWE is bringing it back to wrestling, 2K18. Um, when we were doing the trophy contest, I had my PlayStation 5 going over here and my son wanted to play wrestling over here. So I was like, okay, cool. We'll just put in the disc. You can use my characters, my unlocks, all my that stuff. We'll just turn this console offline, okay? And then we're online over here playing my digital games because this is not my primary console. That My primary is in the other room. And I kid you not, the minute you go offline with the disc copy of WW2K18, it no longer loads. Doesn't work anymore. What do you need to be online for for a wrestling game that, where the servers are already closed and the community creation stuff's locked out? Nothing. But it's just proof that the deeper we get into these generations to where physical media can be manipulated and you do or don't have access to everything. It's uh, scary times for, for games and, and, and you just, ownership. You just gave me a headache talking about the primary console thing. It's an entirely different conversation. Oh, my gosh. I have nightmares about it because I own two PS5s, four PS4s, too many PS3s. I think I have six and a half. And a partridge in a pear tree. Exactly. Multiple Vitas, uh, Vita TVs, all that stuff. And the problem is I play this weird dance of how I'm going to buy games so that me my and my two boys have access to them okay so i've got like the ps5 that i use where i just log into it the ps5 that my son my oldest son uses that's his ps5 he i download i buy my games digitally or download them digitally so that they can use that as the primary and anyone can play them and then my youngest uses the ps4 pro the spider-man one but that's my primary ps4 so if i buy a game that's that's you get both versions. <laughs> Ray's is like, oh gosh, you're losing me here. I, I, in order for us all three to play together without having to buy multiple discs, I got to buy it in in such a way and, and stage it all up. But then what happens is Sony's like, oh no, no, no. You hopped your name between three consoles. Now you're in timeout. So now, even if you restore your licenses, it might be 20 minutes before it'll click over and let you use it. Because I hopped too many consoles. And I'm like, bro, and I've called them before. I got on the customer service. Like, hey, I own every console you've ever put out. I own every version. 
Why is it that when I'm trying to use them with my name, with the licenses that I just restored, there's an issue? Well, we have to do that because of game sharing and console, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I own it. I can prove it. Like, and the, and the poor, the poor hourly person having to answer that call, God help them. Like, <laughs> Just answering whatever's on the computer screen. Yeah. Like, dude. Well, you don't own it. Yep. <laughs> that is, and that is the problem there because they're trying to tell me I don't own it. Well, so again, that's why I really leaned into PS3 collecting. And because PS3, turn it offline, my games work. There you go. I, I sold my four, I kept my three. So I have the backwards compatible three in here. So I get PlayStation one through three and then I have the PS five beside it. So four and five in the room. Um, but I, I, I buy and sell and flip video games all the time. 20 PS Vitas. Oh, I have nine, nine Vitas. I have three PST. I just got another one the other day. (laughs) Uh, Useless technology. I know. Okay, (laughs) That might be, you know, listen, normally I'm not one to judge, but that might be an indication you have a problem. Ah, uh, dude, I know it's terrible, isn't it? Um, what's yeah? I I just I've got it. I got a lot of crap, and I like it. I like having the stuff. And the thing is, I sell a lot of it too, and trade a lot of it, and so, um, it's cool. And I met somebody like me recently, but the difference is he's smart and he can fix consoles. So I've got this bin of like I don't know twelve or thirteen broken consoles. I'm trading it for games. He wanted them. He had games I wanted. I'm like, let's go, man. PSP stuff. I'm so excited. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So I'm gonna get, get, we're gonna land the plane here, gentlemen. Is there anything else you guys want to say? You know, before we get out, because I've kept you a long time. Hey, I'll just tell you if you go to uh, c3.gg/thelootbros. Oh, that now exists. I saw it. Uh, I saw so it. it is it is publicly accessible. Uh, there is a. I even put a little quest in there specifically. Uh, for your for your folks to come in and check out for Daryl's uh, addiction, just asking their uh, their favorite. So if you go up to uh, up into the loot bros there and and uh, take a look, and you can see there's a quest in there now for uh, taking a look and seeing uh, what your favorite uh, favorite game achievement trophy is. So you okay. can even hop in and do that, and little little something special for the group there. But um, you know we can we can add and explore from there, but. Again, just come check it out. The daily mini games are there. If nothing else, listen. If you got time for this, is more fun and more game oriented than pulling up Wordle when you're on the toilet first thing in the morning. That's right. Uh, I, I have to say, probably if you monitored where somebody was in their home, the, the toilet would be the most active place for those mini games. Absolutely. Uh, first thing in the morning when people are cracking it open. But I will say, don't forget, first thing in the morning. Also, check you get a daily XP spin. Yep. Oh yep. yeah. Which is anywhere super- from. Uh, Five to three hundred and thirty-three. If you get the ultra legendary, it took me almost the entire year to get the three thirty-three, and I got like three of them within a month. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't. It's all, I didn't it's even all, know it was real. It's all programmed in. Re, programmed in odds. I thought it was a joke when someone posted a picture of it. I was like, "That's not a real thing, dude." We, we My son got we it. We don't twice. have. We don't. We don't have that feature. Like that's that's a made-up picture. I was like, "No, I just I've never gotten it." So you guys will be able to see the answer for. Um... For the favorite, yes. Yep. Oh, you'll everybody, be able to see it too. Can everyone, see it. everyone can see it. So. Yeah. If you click on, if you click on that quest, uh, you can also see. So that that specific quest. So when you answer that quest, you pick the game in question uh, for what it is as well. So if you say, "Okay, platinuming Marvel Spider-Man was my favorite achievement," done. You post a screenshot <laughs> of it. You can look at the results page and see 
hey, you know, what are the games that were put in as the result? And, you know, 22% of them were, um, you know, Horizon, 10% were Spider-Man, 5% were whatever. You can see the the results in the rating. So we've got stuff like who's your favorite Street Fighter character <laughs> in the history of the franchise? And Blanca was just over Chun-Li for, uh, like, that as a, a for instance. So Dirty I love that yeah. the answer was a turd burglar as your best thing. <laughs> Because our <laughs> by our latest podcast, we had the phrase uh, "keep your poop in a group," so it's like that's it amazing. all comes together. That's right. Yeah. That's well, what... I didn't think I was going to see Duke Nukem Forever being referenced. <laughs> as I, I as I say, as both I believe both Matt and I had that one pre ordered for a significantly long time, and I still have the bust of you, Daryl, and Duke I Nukem. have the yeah. Duke Nukem bust. That's right. The Duke Nukem bust is back on the shelf over here, along with those crappy. Uh, the yeah. uh, Vegas coin chips or whatever they yeah. were that came with that and the dice so or whatever. Bad. Same. I love that game. It was, I, I love Duke Nukem. And uh, that, that game came out and I was like, this is everything I wanted it to be. And it's just so cheesy. It's so last action hero. It, yes. So I love it. It's awesome. I'm so glad to hear someone reference that movie in a favorable light. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, you guys are going to have to come back occasionally. Any, any, I, yep. I want to throw this out there. Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time. This is when we rock and roll. Anytime you want to come on, you guys have an open invite. Appreciate you coming on here. Uh, I personally will be much more involved in the site. Um, I think it is very awesome. And, you know, Matt, to his credit, has been star screaming your praises on this site. Good <laughs> reference. <laughs> so subtle. The only time I'm going to allow that. That's right. And uh, it's good stuff. And so I want to, yeah, I would like to challenge the Loot Bros community to get more involved on Channel 3. Uh, we have our own little room. We have our, we have a quest. Um, the Duke has been represented. I don't know that it can get any better unless you all go on there and give uh, Call of Duty Ghost, Resident Evil 2, and 5 five-star ratings. Uh, so not giving you click on, five five star rating. Sorry. You you click on that little uh, that lightning bolt turbo at the top there, and you hit that referral button, uh, and it'll give you your referral code with like channel three gg slash join referral. Resident Daryl for both of your users' names for you know the bearded nerd and Resident Daryl. You get a thousand XP for every referral code I, activated. So I, I think I, I, I think you get you boys can take over the uh, <laughs> the leaderboard for the season, which that is a I will tell you that is a, a coveted position. Commodity being the, number one in that leaderboard each season. The, does uh the person joining also get that thousand XP too? Uh, they. Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, you know I, 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 I think I think they do because I actually had the, the my tagline I have right now is for is for getting over a thousand XP in in one of the seasons, and I was like. I, I, all I did was sign up and and follow like two people. How did I get a thousand XP? And that I think it's because I used Matt's referral code. That might have been it. Prob- probably is the case. I don't remember. I know if you create a game list, you get a hundred XP. Game reviews are thirty three. Game ratings are thirty three. Events are the place to really get some some XP going for you too. Um, system. You can rate systems. You can uh, review systems. Yeah, that might systems. Be the, the Neo Geo was shit. It's it's in there. Go uh, ahead. There. Take a take a <laughs> dump on it. Go right ahead. And we're back to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it always we're is. We're always yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. That's where the switch the switch but, understood. Yeah. But thanks for having <laughs> us though, in all seriousness. Uh, it was fun fun being on here. And again, sorry for any uh any jumping in where I shouldn't have through the course of this, but appreciate you. Appreciate you having us on. We're not that orderly. No, no, you guys, y'all fit right in. This was uh, everything it needed to be. And then some, 
So awesome. All right, Zach, you got any final final thoughts? Final thoughts. Peace, love, and chicken grease. We'll catch y'all guys next week. There you go. There you go. All right, Matt. Soundwave superior, Starscream inferior. <laughs> oh, that's pretty All cool. hell Starscream. <laughs> uh Dan, anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, just thank you guys. Check out the site. Uh, you know, hit me up for any questions you have or if there's any kind of uh you know, we're taking recommendations all the time. There's there's some stuff that takes a little longer, again, like an app or something like that, but there are features that uh you know get implemented. Frankly, I mean Joel's been been in a fury this past week, uh implementing features. So you know, if there's something you want from events, things like that, then we can we can make it happen. So I'm uh, just excited to uh see people on here and seeing it continue to grow over the past year and uh looking forward to the continued growth. But thanks for having us again. Very nice. And Ray, you? Uh, shout out to Elephant Mario. I'm playing more Mario games with my kid, and uh, that's that's what we're looking, we're looking forward to. Mario Wonder, Elephant Mario. I'm here for it. Everybody keep playing more Mario games. So I am currently sharing the link with other gaming podcasts that I'm friends with. So we'll see if we can get you guys kind of floated over there and in their circles as well. Appreciate you, Ray. Appreciate you, Dan, for coming on here and talking shop and having a good time with us. Obviously, the Loot Bros boys over here. Appreciate you guys for coming on. Uh, dropped a new Resident Daryl uh, YouTube video today. So if you made it this far in the show, please go check it out. It is a little different than the ones I've been doing. Instead of doing like uh, shorts, like the the off camera pickups, I've been trying to I try to sprinkle those in every now and again. I had like several like a lot. <laughs> so I just kind of made one video that goes from like, here's a pickup video. Here's a pickup video. Here's a pickup video. Not a whole lot of actual live game hunting. Uh, so a little, something a little bit different, but I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Uh, help us get to, and by us, I mean me and my children, get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. And when we do, we're going to take every copy of Connect Adventures that we find in the wild to the shooting range. And we are going to uh, lay waste. So, um, we've been planning our, our, our road to 1000 is what we're calling it. And, uh, we're going to have a target set up to throw axes at copies of connect adventures. We're going to, obviously I have a handful of guns and so we're going to be shooting them. And then, uh, we've actually had a, some friends that uh, one guy owns a video game store. He said he's going to donate some copies to the call. So we might actually bring nice. him out and let him shoot some copies too. I think the most beautiful thing about this is this is not about, the destruction of a game. You've talked about the altruism that for the people right. who have copies of this, you're going to increase their value That's right. by decreasing the amount of copies that are in the world by throwing an ax at one and That's strapping right. one to a firework. It's, That's it's right. a beautiful thing. FTC is coming after you next. Inflating prices. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to have yeah, a good this is a new GameStop, uh, yeah, new GameStop roulette here. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have a good time. So we're going to make it to a thousand and then we're going to celebrate. We're going to go to the range and have a lot of fun. And then who knows what we'll, we might, by then the community might have decided who the next victim is and they might want us to collect another group. What's really funny is, I started looking online at wholesale lots and I'm getting offers now because I've been viewing them on eBay of buying hundreds of them at a time for Jeez. discounted prices. So, you know, let's just say we're, we, so we, we, we filmed that video. We launched it. We were at 370 subscribers. We're at like 401, 402 now. So, you know, that's a, that's a nice little jump uh, in a week. So we're, we're very excited about it. And since then we found five copies of the game. 
Um, one of which I sent a guys a picture. I actually had just put a drill bit through my thumb and I was trying, I forgot to hide my old busted up Jakey rat thumb. But like we went to a random Salvation Army on the way to Georgia and we found a copy and it was broken. Like the disc is cracked and it's separated and they wanted three bucks for it. And we're like, hey, um, this game doesn't work. Can we buy it at a discounted price? And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're just going to sh- put, we're going to take it to the range and shoot it. And they're like, oh, give us 99 cents. Like, deal. <laughs> so we literally broke, bought a broken copy of the game. That's how committed to the calls we are. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time. So we're super excited. Kids are all on board. My nephew's on board. My kid, my son's friends are on, on board. Like it's a running joke now. So here's the thing as a dad who's just enjoying his life with his children, it, this might not do anything for us as YouTubers in quotes. And this might net, we might never make it to a thousand and that is totally fine. The amount of laughter and silly ideas and stories that we have created with my kids for just this past week has been so priceless, invaluable time with them. So we're having a blast. If you guys all want to come and join us, we would love to have you. Uh, if you watch the videos and you say, man, this is total trash. That's all good too. We're having a good time and we just hope that, you know, a couple people enjoy what we're doing. So, all right, that's it. That's what I'm going to end it with guys. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been the loot bros podcast. And always remember, I got your before, next suggestion. What you got? We fit boards. Dude, we see a lot of that. <laughs> we see a lot of that. Oh, we, I, no, it's the, don- the Donkey Congas are every, you we, can buy them in bulk. We fit boards, people buy and repurpose them for um, fighting games. Really? Oh, it's like Fight Six. Like uh, Street Fighter Six, put, uh, put kind of arcade boards on top of them. Oh, like a riser board? Yeah. That's a really cool the, idea, too. Put the buttons in it and everything. That's really cool. That's really cool. Awesome. Well, hey, Blow guys. Up. Just remember <laughs> before. Bobby Kotick takes over Xbox. Oh, my God. They raised the price of Game Pass after giving you Redfall. You're welcome. Change. We will no longer remain quiet. How many people have to die at all?
down, but my message stands, I won't bow down Take your hate, take your lies, take these scales off of your rise We see things so one-sided, it's no surprise, we're so divided I'm praying for you, I'm sending love to everyone under the sun Let this hate go from your heart, run this race and finish hard We can fight this fight together, squash the hatred, love forever My heart it breaks every single day, to see people who lost their way it's about to go down, when will we say enough is enough, stand together, put the guns down, bodies buried in the ground, I don't care what the media says, in the end we all bleed red, this is who we are now, a nation divided, we work our cars and start riots, and pull up our fellow man, it's time for a change, we will no longer remain quiet. Who we are now, a nation divided. We burn up cars and start riots. Nullify our fellow man. It's time for a change. We will no longer remain quiet.